Oh really? Yeah. Like black owned or black operated? Is it like is this a CEO? Yeah, black? Yeah, that doesn't mean owned though. That just means that the they hired a black CEO. Like who's who's the money behind the series, the XM? Hey everybody, we're back. It's been so long. Are we recording already? Yeah, we're recording. That I haven't seen your face. I'm right, trying so to be strong. I'm, I'm I miss everybody. You know, I've gotten so many requests to get back on the mic, but my life's been a little hectic and I've been on a little sabbatical, hanging out, doing things. If you know, you know. If you saw, you saw. And if you told, you told. And now I'm back with Abe, my brother. What's up? What's my, up Afri- my African brother. My East African brother. My East African boy. You know, East Africans don't even talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think anyone's familiar with like the East African accent. Like it's always the West, the West siders, the West Africans that like. I think they're just more famous. They, they're really like the ambassadors of Africa. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I definitely think it's kind of like. I think it's kind of actually like Godfrey said. Uh, it's a little anthropological, you know, the, the way that West Africans... Oh, Godfrey like, the Comedian? Yeah, or even like Central Africans learned English or they picked it up. It's because their language sounds that way as opposed to like East East African or at least Afro-Asiatic languages have a little bit more of like a sharper quality. So they don't sound as round as the West African accent. If you can picture what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Um they're also better at English too. I feel like, uh, wait, wait one second. Let's pause it for a second. I want to adjust my, my seat. I'm not sit, sitting comfortably. You want, you want to sit here? I can... No, no, no. I just want to move the table a little bit. Oh, okay. I got, I got you. You can adjust your, your boom. Like you can move it again. That's fine. I just um, move it like this. Now I'm like lounging. Draw me like one of your French girls. Okay. We're back. I was just adjusting a chair. Um, so we were talking about like the West African, East African accents and the public perception of West, East. And Africa is just so diverse, you know, and people don't give it the credit where the credit is due because where the credit's due is in its diversity. And we're all African, but we just look a little different sometimes. Hell yeah. Taking a sip of that tamarind soda. Except South Africans and uh, people from like Rhodesia, those, those, those aren't Africans. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, the white people or whatever, like the one percent over there. Yeah, I know. I think is I don't know. Like, do we? I yeah. guess like they're African because they're like South African citizens. But you know, but then in that case, like everything's up for debate. I mean, isn't Elon Musk like the richest African? He is the richest African. <laughs> Yo, Elon Musk is black. Doge is an African currency. Everyone knows that. That's the official currency of Africa. Damn. Elon Musk is South African American. <laughs> <laughs> I think the real the real richest African is uh Dangote from uh, Nigeria. From Nigeria? Yeah. Nigeria is where the money's at. Um, he, he owns like I don't know, probably like all of West Africa or something. That would make sense. The thing about Africans is we have the cleanest behinds because we use bidets and we let the water run through the valley of the cheeks. Um so you're half Japanese, half Ethiopian, Abe, and I want to ask you, how long have you been using, you know, a bidet or a water receptacle 
Oh, I've never had a bidet in my life. That's what. What I was are you? Are you dry rubbing like 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 a Carolina barbecue dry rub? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. Dry and take a shower, and hopefully I don't. Uh... Take a shower. So you take a shower every time. No, you... no, no, no. I'm saying you. You usually I try to like schedule, but sometimes it doesn't work out. You know, you never know how the bowel movements are gonna go. Dude, that's a lot of work. There's a there's a much better option. You just get a bidet on Amazon, or if you're not a fan of Amazon, just get a bidet. You can even make a bidet. Um, imagine making a bidet. Imagine like connecting like all these tubes. Like, you go into someone's bathroom and it's like those giant like contraptions of just like you put the water here and it, due to gravity, it centers right at the anus and it <laughs> washes right through. They like a MacGyver bidet. Wait, is, is, is there like a drying receptacle where you like it sprinkles your ass and then you like wipe your ass after? Oh, like you just have like a wet butthole and like put your pants back on. So there's like a difference of opinion on this. There's a debate. Some people use both the bidet and the toilet paper, and then some people will use just the uh, just the toilet paper, and then some people just use the water and they'll let it like like I guess like I don't know like just chill there until they're dry enough for. <laughs> I don't want to gross my followers out. Like they're all like, "Hey man, in some in some ways, that's actually probably like great for people who don't have like a romantic partner, but like getting their ass eaten out. It's kind of like you know, like jerking off but getting a rim job, like on demand. That's a lot to process. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, but the reason I brought up bidets is because I recently bought one. Yeah, actually yesterday, that's how recent, like it's been in my house for a couple hours and I'm really proud of myself because this is like, I'm really putting down roots. You can't just move a bidet. Like that's, it's going to stay there for years. That's just, I'm, I'm proud of myself for that. But also, so when I was installing it, I watched the video and for my bidet specifically, it's got a two nozzle squirter. So um, one of them is, you know, for your butt and then one of them is for, you know, like a vagina or like, you know, in that way apparently so the funny thing is i was watching (laughs) i was watching a youtube video and the guy was talking about how to install it so when he got to like the nozzle control area like the dial he was like yeah this area is for your behind and uh this area is for the female part he just kept calling it the female part i just found it really funny the way he the way he was so uncomfortable with like and this dude's a whole plumber and he's uncomfortable with feminine aspects of the bathroom I feel that, man. I, I took this uh, boat ride from uh, Georgetown, Alexandria, Virginia once. And on, like, the bathroom door, there was a sign that said, because you're not, you're not supposed to, like, put, like, tampons and, like, flush them down the toilet. Yeah. And it said, uh, I think verbatim, it said, do not flush feminine hygienic receptacles. Whoa. Dude, that, that's the Latin term. That was, like, Archimedes. That's Archimedes' term. That's what he first said when he described tampons. He said, what? <laughs> He said the female hygiene, feminine hygiene, recept- what did you say it was called? The, uh, feminine hygienic receptacle. Yeah, that's, you know, and it's totally natural. People are shamed for their nature, man. Man, man, pe- pe- people be doing things, man. It's corporations, man. It's, it's unfortunate, you know? I just want to be human and not be ashamed. You really swallowed that. <laughs> you, you could hear that shit? <laughs> Yeah, I, I heard it go all the way down. That's wild. Man. I could hear it in your tummy right now. It's like a stethoscope. <laughs> it's like an endoscopy, except I'm the scopy. Man, I don't want that. Is it, isn't that isn't that when they like put something up your butt? Or is that no? That's a colonoscopy. A colonoscopy, man. Like imagine like being forty. It's like niggas just being like, nah, fuck <laughs> it, bro. I'm just gonna get cancer, man. I'm not. Nah, you you're not putting your hand up my butthole. 
Dude, I, it really be like that in these streets, though. <laughs> like, like I'm I mean, even the bidet, dude. That's like kind of like a, you know, kind of like a water dildo. You know, you got to be careful how, with the strength. When's the first time you understood like Dominicans as like a th- like a thing? Like when you first encountered a Dominican, you were like, oh, you know, black people can speak Spanish too, or like, you know, the Latin color spectrum is so wide. Um, I mean, I guess I didn't, like, really know about, like, all that race shit until, like, later on in life. Yeah. But I guess I was around it growing up. Like, when I went to a Bell Multicultural High School up in Columbia Heights. Is it called Multicultural High School? Yeah, it's called. Why would you call it that? Just let it be multicultural. Just just, just let it be two cultures, black and El Salvadorian. <laughs> Bell Bicultural High School. <laughs> you either or. Yeah, but, but when I was over there, man, I remember, like, this girl, she was like dark skinned and not like dark skinned, like passing for black, like dark skinned, like a whole West African. And I remember she was like, oh yeah, I'm Spanish too. And I'm like, and at that time, I didn't understand. I was confused. I thought Latinos were like one thing. And she was like, I'm Spanish too. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? Yeah. Well, there's also like, I follow a lot of Instagram pages where they talk about like, it's called like Latin American identity, you know, one of was called like Latin Americans or something. And a lot of the debates I see, even though I'm not even a part, like I have no dog in this fight, but I'm always curious to like see what's happening with, with the nuance of race and stuff. And like, you know, you just get curious about other communities, you know, like other what, what, what's going on across the, across the pond, across the train tracks. So one debate they have is like, do we call ourselves Spanish if we're not Spaniards? Yeah, it's got a lot more to do with class culture because pe- people like to be PC and all that kind of stuff. But when you get down to it, like the immigrants and like, the communities that are actually affected, not like on some identity politics shit, but like people who live in the hood or in poverty and stuff like that, they they will call themselves Spanish, whether they're Puerto Rican or they're fucking like Salvadoran or whatever. Like when they just based off the language you speak, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. When they group group the ethnicity, like when I was in middle school, I had a friend. He was from El Salvador, and you you know the way people refer to other friends when there's more than one name, you like give them a tag. So be like. Hey, yo, man, I got to hit up Spanish Mike. What's Spanish Mike doing today? <laughs> and we would call him, I would call him Spanish Mike to his face. I'm like, oh, shit, Spanish Mike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like that's the culture because the thing is, it's like when you're, like, work, growing up in, like, a working class environment, people don't really have time for that, like, identity politics stuff that, you know, you see. Yeah, the spicing. This, this, this very PC stuff and all that kind of shit. It's like the same thing, like, why, like, dudes in the hood will, like, call, like, women females, right? I'm trying to get some females. And, like, it's not like that they're trying to be disrespectful or anything, right? I mean, or, like, let's say the Latinos, they're not being disrespectful against themselves. It's just they don't have all that time to be thinking about, like, intersectional, like, race theory or, like, gender theory or something like that. Yeah, but I think it's also, like, it could be, like, an accumulation of, like, misogyny that's built into the vocabulary, so they don't, they might not even realize it's misogynistic or the roots of it. But like when, sure. when, you know, when you, it's like a lot of things we say, like, right. Um, what's that one, uh, saying call a spade a spade. Yeah. Yeah. Like apparently that has like racist roots I've heard, but we've been saying it yeah. and yeah, I mean that definitely does. I don't know about female though. You know, I don't call women females, Yeah. but I mean, I guess that's the technical word for it. But do they call us males? Your biological Women don't call sex. us males though. Yeah, they call us niggas. <laughs> <laughs> they do do that. They do. I've, I've been called one of those. You know, it's, it's always followed by ain't shit. Yeah, always. 
That's also always, but it's because I mean, it's a response to us calling them males, <laughs> calling them females. My bad, I misspoke. Um, I, I mean that that would be funny if like women were like, "Man, I got so many males on my line." Like that would be, <laughs> yo, I got so much mail, bro. That'd be funny. What's shit. the chromosome? The male chromosome X. I have no idea, bro. Yeah, I, I barely passed biology, man. What? What happened, man? You told me you knew all about the medulla oblongata. I mean, I, when I was in community college, man, I had like two jobs, man, so I was always busy. But I got this girl Sarah to like, who had like a degree in biology, to uh, basically do the class for me online, for, like a quarter a bud, and be like, here, do my final exam or something like that. <laughs> oh wow, dude, that drugs is illegal. Marijuana is illegal tender. Uh, you know, yeah. you were on M coin, bro, before everybody. <laughs> oh man, man, when I was when I was trapping, man, it was like it's it, it was really weird, man, because I live I live so. Was long. this girl your trap queen? No, no, I didn't have a trap queen. <laughs> were you ever letting go? No, no, I wasn't. No, man, I, I I had nothing serious at the time. When I came to DC, things got better, life got better, and I'm just happy to be here. I'm in the community. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to uh, the 202. The 202. Um, I like the neighborhood. I like the vibe. I like how I can walk everywhere. And I, it's not like it's my first time here. It's my first, not my first rodeo. I was here before the pandemic. And now I'm just coming back to reclaim my throne like Simba. Man, you, you, you like everything about your neighborhood, Adams Morgan. Everything. There's not one thing I don't like. Yeah, just the way things are in D.C. It's just like a nice setup. And... I think I'm going to be here for a minute, if not long. I got a bidet, if that says anything. If you get a bidet, you know, you're preparing hygienically also for the place that you live. You know, you really want to be your best self. It's very philosophical of you. I think so. Um, <laughs> risky? Risky. Is your body whiskey? We, we got to, like, save the children, take care of the kids, because we were dead ass, like, on, like, at like Malcolm X Park at like 11 p.m. and a nine-year-old try to sell us some weed. I'm like, bruh, where the fuck is your mother, man? Like, go home. It was like that Dave Chappelle, like baby on a corner shit. That was crazy. It was like, bro, go go the fuck home. <laughs> like, like, I didn't tell you, but I see those kids all the time in Adams Morgan. Yeah, like, like riding biking. scooters. Yeah, right. Shit. Same kids, and they say hi to me. I think they recognize me. They're like, hey, man. I don't know. That one instance. It's like, I got that good gas for you. Yeah. I'm like, bro, like, bro, you, you, don't you're, you have homework? You're like nine years old, bro. Like, <laughs> I swear these kids got school online. They're just like they're leaving. They're, they're somehow <laughs> just leaving themselves like logged in and like riding bikes and. Yeah, it's wild. My cousin Abby, who lives on uh, Kingman Park, which is like off Benning Road Northeast, told me like there's some like 13 or 12 year old boy who walks around with a so they can't see because there's no camera. Yeah. But a stack of cash this big. So, like, what? literally the size of, like, a cinder block. He just, like, walks around the block, like, counting it in front of yeah. people, trying to, like, attract new customers and shit. Wait, so is he selling? What is he selling? I don't know, I'm, I'm, sure he, I'm sure he's not selling anything. I'm sure he's a runner, and he works for, like, someone who's actually, like, a grown-up who uses children because... Because of juvenile laws, right? Yeah, because of juvenile laws. So, like, they can't go to prison at that age. For like yeah. something non-violent, you know. So this way they get paid. You know what I mean? The OGs pay the children. And the risk is like right. But what if the kids snitch? Like what? Because that can happen. And like, what's gonna happen? Like they're gonna go to juvenile hall, right? Obviously, if they're doing that, they might. It it, it depends. And also, you, you you know, you can't 
go to jail. I mean, you can go to jail for anything because obviously people just unjustly put you there. But if you, if it's still, it's cash. You know, it's not. It's not traceable. He, he, and also, what I'm saying is, like, if you don't have the drugs on you, you know what I mean. He could be the kid who, you know what I mean. There, there could be another du- kid or dude who gives you the drugs, and he's the one who just collects the money. Oh. So they can't get him on anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, you don't hold anything for too long, is what I'm hearing. Right. You know, you keep it moving. It's like a system. Yeah, it's an intricate, elaborate, organizational behavior system with a hierarchical structure. Right, man. They, they should like these kids should be like taking like majoring in, like economics or something. <laughs> they got to go to like the DJ Khaled Business School. <laughs> they're micro. They're just trying to get macro. DJ Khaled Business School or like um, that's something interesting. When I say DJ Khaled, I pronounce it the right way. For DJ, I don't Khaled. like saying DJ Khaled because I feel like in my mind, like I know better. Like I know how to say it, so I say it right. It's actually Khaled. That's why there's there's an H there. If it was Khaled, it'd just be a K. Some say Khaled, some say Khalid, but some say Khalid, and that's me. Yeah, I, I say DJ Khaled as a joke. But, I mean, he calls himself. I mean, D, D, G, D, DJ Khaled is not DJ Khaled. He's just DJ Khaled because he doesn't support his own people. Oh yeah, that that was that was a thing. I mean, he he finally posted about he, it though. But he, he he's definitely the most famous palestinian i think so yeah and this dude like said nothing man he just he just he posted something more like i pray for healing one of those like bullshit ass posts yeah and it's like bro like you have a platform like there are people like bigger than you who probably have said something you know what i mean yeah oh i think he was one of the last people and and, and they're not palestinian but you're palestinian you don't even speak up even like rihanna right rihanna was wrong in what she said but at least she tried to say something. Yeah. And Rihanna is like what, like the third biggest star in the world. Yeah, I think like the third biggest uh, celebrity. Yeah, and like and like DJ Khaled is like, you know what I'm saying? Like he says nothing. Like he never like. And this is the first time in like his whole career that he even like shows a gesture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was saying, um, the thing with with DJ Khaled is, I feel like when you're of the ethnicity where the conflict is happening. People get scared. Obviously, like, I'm not justifying this, but people get scared of, like, oh, is this going to hurt my career? Because it's different when, like, when we speak out, right? When we speak out against injustices across the world, it's coming from a different place. Like, we don't hold the same baggage and then societal expectation that somebody from there has ancestry from there would. So, and when they do it, too, it's different because it's coming from a more personal place. And it's also, you know... People are scared of getting typecasted in, in all sorts of ways, even if it's not just as a celebrity or like as a, in your job or something or just on a social level. You don't like, for example, like I'm Sudanese. I don't want to be known for just that. Oh, of course. But what, what I'm saying is the fact that DJ Khaled at this point is so accomplished. Yeah, he, he should say something. But I feel like he feels like in the back of his head, like maybe being Palestinian will work against me in my career, even though like he's at this point, he's pretty much OK. Or he's like, oh, I don't want to get involved in politics because it's so sensitive and I'm in a, I, I think I'm in an industry. That I don't want to get involved in politics. Yeah. It's and, definitely that. And especially when you're in an industry where the money you make is based on public opinion, like people definitely thought twice about posting about anything, like whether it's Tigray or, um, you know, Palestine or I'm trying to think well, of something else. Well, some things are like, like the Tigray stuff is like a lot more complex. Yeah. Than, same with like, even like Sudanese politics. Like that's just, just a fucking shit mess shit show yeah it's definitely we're, a different we're, we're different like every, we're like every party is bad you know what i mean yeah as where like the israeli 
you know, occupation of Palestine, that's a pretty like one way kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much an apartheid and it's like you can't compare them. And the thing is, is the Palestine thing has been going on for so long. Like every millennial, every anybody born today grew up with that conflict, like with the, you know, the, the ritualistic bombings and the killings and the almost like every year there's like some sort of like bombing of Gaza oh, in oh, the oh, summertime. Yeah. It's always in the summer, too. Yeah, from yeah, what yeah, I remember. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you, you know, people get angry in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw ho- ho- homicides go up. So does genocide. Or maybe it's maybe it's because when it's hot people stay indoors so it's easier to kill them i don't know maybe that's like a war strategy yeah i don't know i think i think it will i think it just got started getting more crazy like it's been around for a long time like the apartheid since like you know obviously the 40s but like it didn't get as extreme like on a like a civilian population level i feel like until like uh, operation cast lead in like 2014 oh what was that it was like I think it was like you you know there were like four Israeli boys who were allegedly killed by Hamas and then these Israeli boys killed these other Israeli boys you know killed the kidnapped killed killed this Palestinian kid and the Palestinians were like protesting and after that the Israeli government just pulled out and it was called Operation Cast Lead they just pulled out like the whole fucking IDF and like their whole like military and they killed like three thousand civilians. Wow. Which I think was is, this in Gaza? Yeah, which I think is more than right now. Yeah, you know, it was. In, I think there's like a video at the was time. that the bombings? It was it was bombings, but not just that. It was like they, there were boots on the ground. At that oh, point. really? So they went in and they were just like sniper up whole neighborhoods and just like you know like let Uzis go and like shoot like women and children and just everybody. Wow. But like at that time, I remember, I remember it was so bad that Ban Ki Moon, like the Secretary General at the UN from uh, South Korea, he cried on television because he just he couldn't he couldn't there was nothing he could do to like try to justify Israel. He just broke down and cried on TV. Yeah, I don't remember that, but like I would cry too. That's insane. Gosh, like we let it happen. So like whether whether you like if you're an American with a job, like you're technically contributing to like someone getting droned in like Pakistan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, so, somewhere, man. You know what I'm saying? You ever like, see how many bases the U.S. has? It's like a hundred. Like the maps? Or something. It's, it's crazy. Like, it's, the whole, it's, the whole, it's the whole world other than like Russia and China. They could probably close down like 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 five bases and pay off everyone's student loans. I did the math in my head right now. There's really so much overspending and unnecessary spending. Like we don't need, I think there's like a base in Brazil because I had this one friend who was Brazilian. He wanted to join the air force and he was like, he was, um, he was like Brazilian American. He was like, yeah. I, I hope I get stationed in Brazil. Cause like, you know, I want to go back to my country. So that's just kind of ironic. Like you want to, you have to be in, be in the American military to go back to Brazil. Well, it's probably just like a financial kind of reason, you know, like if you just like pro bono move back to Brazil. Maybe it would be hard for him to find a job. Yeah, but then now he'll have, like, a salary and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, and they get paid, like, pretty well, especially relative to the um, the currencies of the countries. So, like, for example, I knew this one uh, one person from Honolulu, Hawaii. She was saying how, like, there's such a big problem in, like, the dating scene. Because, first of all, you're an island, so what you get is what you get. Like, you know, you're really isolated. Unless you want to start dating, like, marine life. The dudes on the island are the dudes you got. They're what, they're all military. Yeah, well, she was saying like the local like Hawaiians, like a lot of them, because there's a lot like uh, their economy is kind of strange, where it's like mostly tourism, 
and you know i guess maybe like pineapple farms or stuff i don't know. like st- it's stuff related to like the island tropical stuff like um it's all based on the service industry and like shipping as well but like a lot of guys don't have jobs is what i'm trying to say so the only dudes who have like a stable salary or income are like military dudes so they're like the sought after guys because they have their finances in order relatively which is crazy when you think about it in like other states like in the u.s like that's not you know people aren't running out running after dudes at like you know fort totem or something like the dudes these 18 year old guys who are just you know doing training but like apparently in hawaii that's that's a thing and other parts of the world too like the philippines and anywhere there's like a big like base probably japan okinawa yeah, yeah okinawa for sure yeah it's like it's definitely a thing and it's kind of disgusting because it's like if you think of the dynamic of that it's just that's just unhealthy i wouldn't want to live in a community with an american base overseas as a local i should specify because we do have privilege relative but i wouldn't want to be like if if like that's like the ultimate gentrification right (laughs) like they literally move in an american base into your neighborhood and the thing is it has the same effects as gentrification because if you look at djibouti djibouti is super expensive you wouldn't think right right yeah yeah, it's the yeah i know that it's the most expensive country in africa drew brinsky thing or whatever yeah he did go there (laughs) but (laughs) it's the most expensive country in africa and if you if you wonder why are you on your phone, dude, right. I'm making some serious points. I'm listening, bro. I bring you on the podcast. I tell you things. Right. I'm telling you about Djibouti. <laughs> hey, and you are on your phone oh, texting man. your sugar mama. <laughs> I right, listen, man. I was saying Djibouti is the most expensive country in the world because it has like a crazy number of foreign bases like there's an american one yeah the french and everyone like lives in poverty over there like yeah, the natives the, the locals like live in poverty because they can't afford to pay what these troops or what these like military officials are paying and there's you know there's like even a chinese base there i didn't even know china had bases <laughs> there's a chinese base in djibouti that's fucking wild bro. <laughs> like i understand like fr- like america france england like they they've always been doing that but like like there's a new there's a new there's a new player in town man and China and apparently like even like some Arab countries have bases now like the UAE has like a base in Eritrea oh, oh, I think. oh yeah I mean I mean that, that that would make sense though but any of the Gulf countries that are like UAE Saudi Arabia that's all that's like America affiliate you know it's like it's, it's like an America franchise yeah it's, like it's, you know you have Carl's Jr. and Hardee's yeah it's like America is like the Crips and then like the UAE and Saudi Arabia are like I don't know whatever they call themselves you know the different like Crip sets that those are like sets of like that one. I, big I mean, game. America's definitely booling. I think America. You, you think you think America's blood? I think America's bloods, no doubt about it. Like I can't even attribute any other gang to the U.S. It's definitely blood activity. Um, yeah, I guess it's not MS13. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go okay, back home, <laughs> if you could join a gang, which one would it be? I could join a gang. Obviously, like in reality, you don't get to choose. Sometimes it's just your neighborhood. But let's say you're moving into a neighborhood, and you and each gang leader prov- provides a pamphlet of their gang, their services, their neighborhood. You know, you got a couple in front of you. Um, just pick one. Pick. It's like you know, in like like scholarships, like they're pitching to you. Okay, all right. We want you to come play for. Right. You know. I don't know. I don't, name I don't, it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'd be like. A pyru blood or something, you know. A pyru blood? You wouldn't be a woo. I I, I like uh, I like the color red. <laughs> okay. That, that that's the only reason because you, you you know what I mean like I don't even 
Because, like, most Americans probably know, like, three gangs. And that's, like, MS-13, Bloods and Crips. Like, the, the big ones. But, like, if you go to Chicago, there's probably, like, a thousand gangs. And they all have names that, like, we don't know. Yeah. You know like, I mean? O-Block. Oh, the O, yeah, as yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah like, like they, had, they all have, like, a bunch of names over there. And over here in D.C., like, we don't have, like, proper gangs. We just have, like, you and your friends grow up on, like, this intersection. And you call yourselves like I don't know, like the Fifth and O Crew or something like that. And that that, that was that's a, not creative at all. That's no, just the yeah, freaking yeah, intersection. Yeah, 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 but that was a real crew. And like, <laughs> were I, you a part of this Fifth and O? No, no, this was like in the '90s, man. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it still exists. It's it's around them projects like by like uh, Howard University. Oh, like I see. like on N Street or whatever, man. Like yeah, like U Street it, definitely gets different the more you walk down. If you if you I know it's actually super nice, man. There's like a power core yoga and shit there, and like health grocery stores and then like Bro, like i said whole foods right, by day right, right. whole bodies and, by and, night. And like and like right next door at the projects there's like vigils all the time with like people with their candles out and shit being like damn rest in peace like i'm sick they took my man damn dude and then like and then like on that same block you'll see like some white dude playing basketball with kids from the hood at the community center <laughs> at the boys and girls club yeah the boy exactly right it's fucking like I don't know, man. Gentrification is like the strangest fucking thing. Like, it's surreal. Now that I've been here and I see it, it's like when you see people walking on. Just like take a snapshot on an average day, you'll see a white lady in her yoga outfit next to some dude, some that nine year old dude trying to sell his drugs. You know, next to some dude who works in Congress, like all walking down the same street, going to the same grocery store, um, eating at the same restaurants. But then at the end of the day, whole bodies by night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely is wild. You know, like there's like that, like, or there's also whole bodies by day. Whole bodies by day. <laughs> yeah, like, like remember you sent me that thing that I told you was old news. It was like oh, three weeks ago. That wasn't that wasn't by day though. That was like seven p.m. We'll, we'll explain to the audience what it was. Uh, not, th- that that's by day enough, man. Like the sun was the sun. It wasn't the sun hadn't come down yet. It might have been in winter though. No the winter. The, no, the sun's no, like, no, no, no. It wasn't. When I said it was old news, I meant it was like three weeks ago. I remember when it happened. That's old for like Popville for 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 yeah, gun violence it, news. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's old for gun violence news. That's like 80, 80 shots ago. <laughs> it's like, bro, bro, like like ten p- other people have already died in the past two weeks. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Columbia Heights. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Columbia Heights between like Florida Avenue and like Columbia Road. Those like four blocks. There's there's like a shooting there every day. That's where I got vaccinated. A different kind of shot, but still. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, man, like so, some that dude like got mad because like the, this woman and her was like, "Can you move your scooter or something like that?" Apparently, yeah. and he didn't want to. I guess they probably got in like a little argument. This dude just pulled out a gun and like shot a woman and her fucking daughter in like a broad daylight. That's crazy. That's like the wildest shit, right? And and you know, there's like a Whole Foods two blocks from where this happened. Whole bodies in Whole Foods. I will never stop saying that. I should put it in my bio. Hey, you should. You should put that in your bio. You know what's crazy? My landlord yesterday, we were actually talking about that specific incident because it happened outside of one of his buildings. Like, he was saying, he's like, I know exactly what happened. He was like, when, you know, these people from the suburbs, like, they move into these communities, they don't understand the culture and they don't understand the etiquette. Like, and they don't understand, like, how people perceive them as, like, this colonial wave. You know, they're literally pricing people out of their homes. So this guy was acting like, and apparently the husband was a part of it too. 
it was like the whole family was kind of arguing with this kid. He thought he was in the suburbs. He thought he was back in like Lexington, Kentucky, and this black kid on the scooter was rolling through their neighborhood, and he felt like he could just, you know, first of all, it's super, it's super entitled to think you could tell someone to move their scooter from a public sidewalk. Is that what it was? was that the story? Yeah, they, it, was a, it was. It wasn't like on their lawn. No, it was. So they're on a public sidewalk with their kids. And this dude rolls by there. I think they say something like, hey, be careful or watch out or something. You know, it was something like they yelled at him and the kid just like popped, took out a gun and shot them because he was like, first of all, who are you? You guys moved here two weeks ago. You know, I'm like two generations in this neighborhood. Why do you feel so entitled to tell me? And it's also like a place into racism, right? And like, and racial hierarchies. Like, why do you feel so entitled to tell me off for riding my scooter on a public sidewalk, which you're allowed to do? Like it, it was completely, you know, in his right to ride that scooter on the on the sidewalk. It wasn't his right to kill them. That was really messed up. He should have done uh, that. that I, was, I, no, I, I think they survived. Oh, they survived. Yeah, they okay, survived. but he still shouldn't have shot them. But like, <laughs> so he just got really irritated and probably was like, you know, and it, and he already probably was probably already having a bad day in terms of like they shouldn't have handled it. They should have handled it differently. But no one should have gotten hurt. But. Oh, was it a kid who got shot? Yeah, of course. It, it was a mom and her kid. Yeah, that was really messed up. But um, like you just got to be careful. Assume everyone has a gun. Hey, um, well, on the same topic, uh, if y'all haven't seen the movie uh, Residue on Netflix, y'all should check it out. Res- Residue is a movie about gentrification in D.C. by um, an Ethiopian guy. His name is um, Marawi Girma. And it's on Netflix, and it's like this kind of artsy film about this kid who comes back from like art school and moves back into his original neighborhood in Eckington, D.C. In Northeast. Yeah, Eckington is, I mean, it's not even really Northeast, Northeast. It's like North Capital. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's the bridge between Northwest and Northeast. But Eckington is where Noma is. But like back in the day, there was no such thing as Noma. It was just like New York Avenue. No, no, but in North Capital, no one ever called. Like, is it North Massachusetts? North of Massachusetts, mm-hmm. but no, no one ever called uh, Noma Noma at the time. So uh, you should definitely check out that movie because you, you see you see this guy, the protagonist, and he's like he's like conflicted, like because he doesn't fit in in the hood anymore, but then he also like experiences like weird racism from like white people that are like gentrifiers. Yeah. So it's de- it's definitely an interesting vibe of a movie. Oh, I've definitely experienced that racism from gentrifiers. Uh, one thing is the crossing the street. Do you get that? What? When like uh, white people will, qu- will cross the street when they see you coming. Um, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, that happens. And also purse clutching. I see a lot of purse clutching. I notice purse clutching. And then there's another one. Yeah, so they'll assume that you're, uh, that you're Uber Eats always. Like when you go into a restaurant... Or when you go into a building, apartment building, the doorman will think you're like delivering something. That's that's damn. Where where have you been going other than my apartment? <laughs> Funny story. When I was living at Latrobe in uh, Logan Circle, um, I think it was like my first week there, and I I went to Bibibop and got some Korean food, and I was coming back with the bag, and like I come in, I literally buzz myself in, and this, the the doorman looks at me like, oh, who's it for? Like what? Yeah. Who's what? What? It's for me, dude. Like, <laughs> he was he was gonna like because they have a service where like if someone delivers food, I guess like they they bring it up, the doorman will bring it up or something. Yeah. Or he'll buzz you or or notify you. But yeah, it's just it's small stuff like that. 
honestly, I felt less of it. I think it's more, more so. I feel like I felt more in Logan. There was more of that. I, I think it's just more traffic too. There's more hustle and bustle. There's more people. People work there. It's more of a metropolitan area. But then as Morgan's like more suburban, so like, and also like my building's like built in the 1940s, so like people kind of believe that I live here. Yeah, I mean, I guess you. I mean, you live you live in a like a nice neighborhood, though. You know, it's but it's definitely mixed. Well, like I have like a bunch of black neighbors. For real? So, yeah, okay. but at Latrobe, I think I was like one of the only black people in that building. Oh yeah, I mean that. I mean that's because you you were in like a like a student building or something like that. I mean, there were a lot of students. Or, um, you, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like people pe- people don't move to 14th Street. You. Like this? Yeah, just pull it towards you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pe- people move to 14th Street because, like, they got a job in D.C. or something like that or school yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, all those gentrifiers. So so it's, like, a different kind of thing. Yeah. We had a bunch of really rich Chinese students who live there. And there were so many. Like, every floor. There was the majority of people were, like, rich Chinese kids from, like, Beijing or, like, Hong Kong. And they were. I think they came to, like, George Washington or they came to some university to either, like, learn English or something. I remember that was like very common. They would dress super nice. Like they would go to Whole Foods. Like the women would dress like they were like strutting down the runway. Like, but it's just aisle 12. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think I also feel like I kind of feel like, you know, like I feel like DC native, a lot of DC natives, like so, some DC natives like myself have like been, are able to thrive in whatever environment. Yeah. But a lot of people like just aren't like comfortable with all like the white people shit going on because. There are still, like, there's so many, like, afford, what would you call, like, affordable apartments or whatever. Some of them are affordable apartments, some of them are projects. There's, there's so many around Northwest, but, like, you, you never see the people out because I feel like they're always, like, in their home or they go to a specific location. Yeah. But they're never, like, walking around the way, like, white people are out here, like, with their dogs or jogging or something like that. I think it's also like a class thing because maybe they're working more. Right. Because they're here, but you don't see them in like the nice restaurants and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's a thing. Like, so historically it was perceived that poor people were less hygienic than rich people because first of all, like it was like they worked outside and and they also worked more. So when you work more hours, you have less time for self-care as they say. So if you look at it that way is, you know, restaurants eating at restaurants going to yoga is kind of like self-care but if you don't have the means you can't afford it and you can't participate yeah, yeah it, could, it could be because i know like if you go to school like public school in my neighborhood it's still 100 percent black like if you go to dunbar high school yeah. or cardozo there's no white 100 percent. you're saying 100 percent. okay dunbar is like 99 percent black oh hey you give a wiggle room cardozo is like I think it's probably like 70% black, 20% Latino. Okay. No, like 25% Latino. And then like, interestingly, like 5% Asian. Interesting. What what type of Asian? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I didn't look that deep into it. But I, I myself, I went to Bell Bicultural High School in Columbia Heights. Oh, so you buy. Okay. Uh, th- th- yeah, happy pride. Uh, there, there was no, there was not one white person at my school. You know what I mean? Wow. Zero white people. How did that feel? Because I, I was always in the opposite situation. Was it empowering? I don't, I don't think it's empowering when you come up, when you're like coming up in the hood. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's <laughs> it, it, It's empowering if you go to like Benjamin Banneker, which is a magnet school. 
and it's all black people. They got magnet. It's magnetic. They got. You, you know what a magnet school is, though. Like a, it's a special. Pub, yeah. It's a special public school. There are schools located on the north and south pole, and they're highly magnetic, so they attract the best students. Yeah, they they, 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 they attract the smartest students from the city. Yeah, and they, it's free, and it's on Howard University's campus, and they, it's like a one hundred percent college. It's on Howard, so you, so can they go to the homecoming at Howard? I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. If I don't know if they do ID checks or not, but um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how you totally took that seriously. You're like, yeah. I don't know the the protocol at Howard. I'd have yeah, to look yeah. at the student handbook. Yeah. But, get back to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Banneker is where you go to feel like empowered or whatever. Uh, but but most DC schools, you know, because I know like if you go to New York, New York's a very like segregated kind of city. Mm-hmm. So like some public schools have metal detectors, some don't. Yeah. In DC, every single public school. Even like Wilson in Tenley Town has a metal detector and bag check. You go in, it's like going through the TSA on your way to class. They pat you down. Nah, nah, they don't pat you down. But but like they, n- no outside food. But but, but, but but they have a metal detector. They always have a, that you walk through like a zoom. You know one of those things like put your hands up. Yeah. And then they also got like a bag check with the like little uh, X ray, and and shit like that. Wow. So so these kids are getting exposed to radiation every morning consistently. Yeah, and that's I, actually crazy. I remember like I went to summer school at Wilson, which is in Tenley Town, because I like you know I failed a class, but um freshman year. That's okay. And when I was going there, I like brought two Arizona teas I bought at the CVS, but they were glass bottles, and they didn't let me bring in my tea into into school because you could sh- cut someone up. Yeah, I could like make it into a fucking <laughs> shank or some shit, bro. Like. It's it's crazy. That's that that should kind of tell you about like the demographics of like children in yeah. DC, not like these young people who come here and live to party, but like the actual like people who grow up here. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, it's like they're treating children. They're getting them ready for the prison industrial complex. It's like a system, like the prison school to prison pipeline or whatever. So they're already treating you like prisoners when you're like twelve years old. They're prepping you. You're getting pruned and prepped and groomed to be in a jail cell that's what school is do you remember you remember the movie theater when they wouldn't let you bring like popcorn in and they would check you like your own popcorn yeah like I, it was like yeah. tsa too i remember they stopped doing that though but i i, <laughs> I distinctly remember going with my siblings and we got these honey mustard pretzels from the grocery store because we were like grocery stores got all the snacks yeah Regal Cinema, they got two options, nachos or popcorn. Like, we can really ball out, bring them in, and save money. It was win-win. So we, we bought a whole bag, and my brother was a baby at that time. Or, like, he had a baby bag. Like, he was young enough to have, like, a diaper bag or something. Yeah. But, you know, he could sure. still see that. It was, like, it was a PG movie. It was, like, a G, it was like probably Happy Feet or something. It was always something stupid. You know? <laughs> I fucking love Happy No, Feet. actually, it was Willy Wonka. It was a remake. Okay. Not the one with um. Yeah, the the, the one Gene Wilder. The one with Johnny Depp. Yeah, it was it's Char- Charlie and the one. Chocolate Factory. That's the, probably the worst one. The originals. I, I, I mean, I thought it was okay. I'm not, but, but I don't. I, I don't take stuff like that that seriously. Like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Chocolate. Was it even a factory? It was more like a manufacturing facility. That yeah, whole yeah, movie yeah. got it wrong. I, I I don't know, but wh- whoever that little kid was in that movie, that was probably like Bernie Sanders growing up. Oh, in the first one. <laughs> I have a funny story like about the magic ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that I can fly over the moon, actually. Um, the dude with the, the little kid. So I remember there was a rumor at our high school that his cousins lived in Westboro and they went to Westboro High. This was back in the day. And they said 
that they kept saying that and they kept, and then i remember our music teacher confirmed it and she was like yeah i know them i taught them and their cousin that was kind of like their, their cousin was in the movie and i also remember dandruff danny from hannah montana i don't think so is that is that like one of their friends yeah he was the kid who always had like really thick like cornflake dandruff like it was like puff pastry flaking everywhere like a croissant I, I think i think i vaguely remember that it was accumulating like a flurry of snow yeah i mean you know white people be shedding <laughs> there's also a video on the like on instagram of this dude with like really bad dandruff it was crazy it kind of looked it kind of looked good like it looked like i wanted to have that dandruff just so i can like scrape it off Bro, I am i weird what, what is dandruff though? i used to peel my scabs too I don't, I don't even know what dandruff is man okay i'll tell you i have dandruff so i can explain it i did my research so dandruff is basically dead skin cells oh like it's a fungus yeah it's a fungus that like eats away your skin or something or in any way like the fungus flakes off but i know you're born with it you can't develop it and it's also not contagious i remember <laughs> when we were kids like there's a whole thing like oh don't share hats with people with dandruff because you can get dandruff you can get that's lice they're thinking of lice but you can't inherit yeah, somebody's yeah, dandruff yeah, oh, man. you remember lice checks in school oh yeah i remember that i never had lice bro thank god what was up with that you know it's like lice swine flu these are all like legacies of like the 2000 the early 2000s like the kid like you have to like ask like little Rickets. kids nowadays y'all still get lice like the kids get lice in 2021 i don't think they no they it's just like it just that was just part of that era you know like tiktok lice check <laughs> but bro like like they don't even know what li like lice are my lice best friend has lice alert <laughs> like lice are probably like extinct you know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. It's like they, they, they died with like the early 2000s. No, the kids have cicadas in their hair now. They got big old like thick twerking cicadas on their scalps. It's uh, crazy. I remember life checks. I remember. And then there was always that one kid who had lice and everybody knew, but it was supposed to be anonymous because like he'd be like, wouldn't be at school the next day. <laughs> that's, that's so wild, man. Like, yeah, you just, you just have like bugs in your hair. Crazy. <laughs> I wonder if there's like I want, do lice like a certain type of hair texture like do they like like oily scalp because I know some people have oilier scalps like is is like a more coarse four C hair like better for their like environment because they can like kind of like you know live in like a maze like it's more like it's like a house you know <laughs> yeah they yeah. get lost in the sauce but like with other other hair like sometimes they're too exposed and they don't feel safe and I just want my <laughs> lice to feel safe yeah man uh, you know the white man's head is uninhabitable. <laughs> I think it's the opposite. I think that hair is easier to stick to because it's like longer. I'm thinking of just like like straight straighter hair because mm. it's longer and like because look, think they lay their eggs on the hair shafts. So you probably want a shaft that's more like straight. Bro, that's fucking disgusting, bro. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm all for nature and the environment. I support it, but that's just that's just so weird that like people are like. Like their water is breaking on top of your head, and like they're having like a baby. Their water is breaking. Oh, they're having sex. Think it's about like, that. It's like, bro, that's, that's just damn, bro. I'm about to like shave my head right now. It's actually, I love doing it because it's so freeing, shaving your head. I think everyone should do it. I think more women should do it. I think it's very beautiful when women shave their heads. All women, not you know, some some people. Be like, oh, only if she has the facial type for it. No, all women can do it. Oh man, you're 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 you're, you're a beautiful woke person, man. You're beautiful. I have, I have a lot of female. I've got a lot of women friends <laughs> who uh, who uh, shaved their head. Yeah, women, not female. It, it all happened like at the same time. It's always like they're like going through something, and it's like oh, a new like Britney. It's like a new phase in life, and then they just like shave their head, and they're like bald for like a year. 
and then and then a year later they start growing their hair out again it's like a phase i think it's super it's super uh, freeing and it's super uh super beautiful i think i think any hairstyle is beautiful i'm all for people you, you know what you could do though like if you shave your head you could like wear wigs and shit yeah, and then you can customize. Right, right. And you can just like choose who you want to be on like a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You can just be like blue wig, pink wig. Would you, yeah, you used to have dyed hair, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I had my hair bleached when it was like... You look like an anime character. It, it was like shorter than your hair. So yeah. it was like pretty much just a shape up. Yeah. And I was with my friend Amber. Amber Alert. Annie and Sophie. And they're, they were like bleaching my friend Annie's hair. And I was like, they're like, hey, be sure. I'm like, nah, man. We, like, got, we got some extra bleach residue left. We can do at least one more head. And like my, my shit like wasn't even like blonde. My shit looked like a fucking star that was about to like explode. A supernova? Yeah. Like it was like one of those things where it was like, it was like yellow and then it had like spots of orange. It, 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 it looked like if you'd like get close. Oh, like sunspots. Yeah. Like it looked like you get like close to the sun or something. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck it, man. I like look crazy, but I just like kept it. A whole ass solar flare. And, th- and then it grew out into an afro and I ended up looking like a fucking lion, like a lioness or some shit. No, no, a lion actually. Yeah. A male line. A ma- male males have the mains. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, I, I was looking like a line. Yeah, looking like Simba. Why did Scar have a black mane? Are there actually lions with black manes? Are there lions that look like that? It's the weirdest looking lion I've I seen. I don't know, man, but ever black lions matter. Oh, definitely. You know, there was a there used to be a department store called the Black Lion. Do they have it here? Black Lion. They used to sell like just like trinkets. No, no, no. I think there's an Ethiopian grocery store up on uh, 14th and like. That's Black Zion. No, 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 no. It's called Black Lion. It's a little Ethiopian grocery store like past Columbia Heights on 14th Street. Apparently they have really good injera there. So, you know. We should check it out. I bet those who are listening, you know, you can get your injera over at Black Lion. Who do you know there? Who are you you shouting out? I don't know, man. You got connects. I I never buy (laughs) injera. You make injera. I just Manasseh eat makes injera. Yeah, Manasseh, my dad makes injera. Manasseh sometimes. is his his Ethiopian roommate, and his dad is you know his biological father, of course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you do you remember lice? You remember just I just remember something about lice. Remember how every cartoon episode had like an episode about lice? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a legacy of that era. Yeah, but like every show, like there's SpongeBob. Name a show that didn't have a lice episode. Every show had one. SpongeBob, Arthur, uh. Dragon tails, they didn't even have hair, but they got lice. Uh, you know, who else? Like, um, <laughs> Powerpuff Girls, <laughs> they all got lice once. Damn. Cat dog, like, they gave other people lice. That's wild, bro. You mean fleas? Fle- fleas are fleas this animal lice? I, I don't even like what are like, bro. Like, wh- what's the difference between a flea and a lice? But what's with this? Ecosystem, are they friendly? Do they love bro? each other? Like, 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 why are like. If a if a flea marries a lice, is that an interspecies relationship? Yeah, it's an interspecies relationship. Hey man, I'm I'm all for it. You know, humans. If y'all want to like fuck monkeys or something, you know, I'm for it. Like, oh really? As long as it's consensual. How can you ever do that consensually? <laughs> that's that's impossible. I guess I, I I guess you could let the monkey fuck you, and you can consent to that whatever the monkey thinks it's doing. But still, that doesn't that's that's still you know violating. I guess the the monkey would have to do the work. I know dolphins are okay with it. Yeah, that that is funny. Like dolphins, apparently, like some people, like scientists say that dolphins are like, in some ways, more intelligent than humans. Yeah, because they have sex for pleasure. They're the only animal that has, I think, and monkeys as well. 
Yeah, yeah, monkeys, primates. Uh, primates. Yeah. Primates and dolphins are the only um, species that, and humans that have sex for pleasure, which is interesting. Most animals, it's actually very painful, like cats. So when a cat has sex, they're, I want you to think, of, I want everyone to imagine this in their brain structure. I want you to think about a cat having sex. And what they do is the um, their penises are very sharp. The male penis. It actually, yeah, it's a very like horrible process because when when they're mating, it like literally like cuts the the female. Um, the, got, I don't know they, why. What they got like a claw on their dick. I don't know what it, it's. <laughs> it's just super bony. What, what this is guy? It's, it's like instead of a foreskin, it's just a big toenail. It's like an overgrown, ingrown toenail. It's overgrown and ingrown. And talk about some cutty. Yeah, it's insane. And, and what they do is. Um, that's why when cats like mate, like they're screaming out of pain. It's not like they're enjoying it. Like, you know, when you hear that happening, they'll be like, oh, good for them. They're getting it. No, it's like very painful. So that's why people neuter their cats and they spay their cats uh, because I, I think they don't want to deal with the. Man, like, I mean, animals just rape, though. Like, not all, but like a lot of animals. Oh, yeah. Well, they don't have the same social concepts that we have. Yeah, yeah. So they don't even, they just see it as it's mating season. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's like for reproduction. Yeah, yeah, that, that's just so fucking wild. Because I used to have like two pit bulls. Oh, one, really? one of them was Baby, another one was Mort. Baby was uh, the girl pit bull. And like, Mort just like, was like, he's like, and just like stepped over and just went in doggy style. Like baby was first like he was like chasing her around the house. Yeah. He finally got her in her corner. Like, like Did you intervene? Like, These weren't my dogs. These were my roommates' dogs or whatever. Okay. And then they had like twenty puppies or some shit like that. And we sold those puppies and like it was fucking crazy though, man. <laughs> That's was, you, you were really out here trapping, dude. You had a whole pit. You really were fitting the script. <laughs> like you had pits and the pits had puppies. You know what's the most like hood thing or like actually i've seen this a lot in north carolina in general people giving away pits outside walmart no. have, have you seen that no because because they're not wanted or they're just giving away pit, pits like because so first of all it's hard to sell pits because like if you're not in like a hipster neighborhood because pits are like a lot of places don't even allow you to have them they're like seen as like they're like the black people of dogs like essentially like they're really unwanted and a lot of landlords don't even let you have them there's policies, stuff like that, so they're hard to sell. But you can give them away. Everyone loves a freebie. So, yeah, they'd always be just giving away, like, like purebred pits outside Walmart. And it was always, like, it was always an interracial couple. <laughs> I always realized it was always, not even the same one. It was just, like, a type. Like, yeah, it was yeah, always an interracial couple with a van. And they had, like, a kid. <laughs> and they'd be, like, standing outside Walmart, like, just, like, we're giving away pits. Like, come get a pit. Yeah, that was always the... Uh, I think I think pits are pretty cool though. They, they they don't come off as like aggressive to me. They're not you know like like a, like a Rottweiler or like a German oh, Shepherd. Rottweiler. Now now that's like something like bro. If you have like a Rottweiler or German Shepherd, you go like the hood and like no one will fuck with you. Oh yeah, or a Doberman with the with the cropped ears. Yeah yeah yeah. Like it's like those dogs will like fuck you up, man. Oh yeah yeah. That dog was you know they were developed in in the Rottweilers were developed during the Roman Empire, for. What were they doing? I think they were like herding sheep or something. Yeah, that's wild. It's like say developed. Yeah. Like <laughs> Dobermans. Fun fact about Dobermans were yeah these breeds they developed these breeds yeah, like yeah, yeah. they pick two and then they just keep inbreeding them until they all look a certain way. And if you think about it, it's very hard to like keep the pedigree of a dog because dogs don't care about who they who they who they mate with. It's all humans. Like we're projecting our racism onto them. So we're like, you can only mate with another Rottweiler, your brother. You know, or it's your cousin. It's always like the family, and they end up having like hip dysplasia because of all the genetic abnormalities. You know, on another note about Muslims in like North Carolina, man, 
Bruh. You know, I was like a mile away in Chapel Hill. Do you remember that shooting of uh, like Yusra? Oh, those three. Like the, those, three yeah, yeah, those the three like Palestinian maybe? I, I think they're Palestinian yeah, or Syrian. Yeah, or Palestinian or Syrian. Like that family or whatever. Like who just like graduated from UNC and Duke. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like I was there when like that white man like slaughtered them. Yeah. And that, that was like the, bro, that was so tough just to like, I was like the fuck you know what i mean like you were at that in the complex no 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 i said i was like a mile away like oh. up on franklin street but i knew i knew where the complex was in east chapel hill yeah and i was just like bro that was like the wildest shit yeah they didn't want to call it a hate crime for the longest time i don't even think they still classified it as a hate crime i feel like there was like some debate yeah 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 they were like oh yeah no their music was loud or, yeah no there was a someone, parking dispute yeah, like one of those like bullshit excuses they just want to give them the benefit of that. Well, that's North Carolina. That happens a lot everywhere, though. But, like, I feel like in North Carolina, there's definitely a lot of work to be done in those areas. Yeah, like, I feel like, like, in D.C., like, I, I never feel, like, afraid of, like, white people. But, like, when you're in, like, the South, for real, or not even the South, you can just go to, like, a suburb in Virginia that's, like, not populated by a lot of, like, minorities and you feel some type of way, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. you don't belong there. You feel exposed. You know, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. In, in the South, though, North Carolina, for sure. And, like, Southern Virginia, for sure. They're, like, dudes, they drive around, they're, like, Confederate flags and shit. And you're like, eh, man, I hope I don't, like, fight this guy in his, like, gas station right now. Like, Oh, my God, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? You just, you just feel uncomfortable. They always give you a dirty look, too. Um, It's crazy, man. Because, like... I remember when I would go jogging in North Carolina, like I would always have this like kind of fear in the back of my mind, like something could go wrong. Like that's wild, bro. I would never go jogging in North Carolina. <laughs> right? I don't know. I was really living on the edge. And even though it's Charlotte, like I would kind of memorize. Like one thing I would do, like I would while I would jog, I would memorize where the black people lived in the neighborhood, and I'd jog on that route. <laughs> so it was like a complex. So I'm like, okay, I know a black person lives at the end of the street. And, and at the beginning, you know, maybe if they see me jogging, they'll think I'm his friend. You know, they won't call the cops or that I'm his son. That's fucking hilarious, man. You know, it's literally, you know, the freedom trail now. That's what I was running. And yeah, and I, actually in D.C., I don't feel I don't feel scared at all. Like if I went jogging right now, it's not that I'm scared. Like I wouldn't think twice about it. Like I don't feel like someone's going to call the cops. Yeah, for sure. Man. You know, because they don't snitch in D.C. We don't snitch out here. <laughs> no snitching. snitching. I mean, I mean, it depends. What, they what say it, snitches get riches. It depends what you think snitching is. You know, it's oh. all it's all relative. Yeah, it's all related. They're all cousins. Same genetic pool. Would you snitch to get out? Of, well, obviously you would, right? To get out of less jail time. Okay, let's say hypothetically. Uh, I mean that a crime is committed. I commit a crime, right? Yeah. I steal. Uh, I steal like a bunch of tootsie rolls. From the dollar store. No, no, no I wouldn't snitch. No, like, like that, that's just silly. Like, I personally. What's silly about Tootsie Roll? I, I, per, I personally wouldn't. I personally, I personally would not snitch. Personally, I, I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but like, if I if I was facing some prison time, I'll just fucking st probably stay in there. But why do you think Tootsie Rolls are silly? Oh, because why, why would I call the cops on you for Tootsie Rolls? Uh, no, no, no! I didn't say you didn't let me finish. You said, you said I didn't say you were gonna call the cops. Okay, okay. you right. really wow. Are you projecting? Why did you assume you were gonna call the cops? Is that a Freudian slip? Would you call the cops? I was, I was gonna say some, some old, 
boomer white lady saw me stealing a Tootsie oh, okay. Rolls and yeah, was yeah. like, not on my watch. Yeah, yeah, but you were asking me if I snitch, right? No, no. I would ask, okay, then later they see the footage and we're together, right? Yeah, yeah. And they know, they know that you know because you clearly saw me put the Tootsie Rolls in my fanny pack. No, I wouldn't snitch on you. What? I know, but then the cops question you. And they're like, hey, Abe, Abe, we heard, uh, we heard you were trapping at one point in your life. You had a bunch of pit bulls in an apartment. And the landlord said pit bulls aren't allowed. And we're going to take you down. But hey, look, your friend, your friend Ferris, you know, just help us out. We can help you out. And they slide the papers on the desk. It's a dark room. There's like one light. They slide and say, all you got to do is sign here and give us a statement. Are you telling? Oh, you're my friend. Why would I tell my friend? All right. You're going to get 10 years for those pit bulls. A year for every pit bull that you had in that apartment. Yeah, I just... I'd probably like find a way to run away. I'm serious. I'd, I'd, I'd like, I'd like ask my mother to like spend her life savings on my bail, and then like Damn. fly out to Ethiopia, and then just like start making money there and send my mother the cash back. I really want to move to Ethiopia. <laughs> yeah, like not nah, nah, I would definitely like find a way to get bail and just like run away on bail and like just fucking leave the country. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Like, nah, like, fuck, fuck that prison shit. Apparently, you can do it. The only problem is getting back in. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not trying to come back. Yeah. Fuck America, bro. I'm trying to live in Addis Ababa. Hey, bro, bro, fuck this racist ass country. Dude, I'm actually really considering. I've considered leaving the country so many. Bro, I would get excited to go to Canada. Like, that was like, for me, it's like, finally, something different. The money looks different. Anna Green Gables. Word, man. She's my favorite redhead. And my favorite Canadian. Word. Who was that? Anna Green. What? You used to read Anna Green Gables? Who, what's she on? And with an E, nigga. Her name well, is... What show? Or like what music? So it was originally a series by an author about an orphan girl on Prince Edward Island in Canada. And she's adopted by this couple, uh, a woman and her husband who live together, which is very strange. They're both unmarried. A woman... No, not a woman and her husband. A woman and her brother. They live together like just like as siblings and they're really old and they don't tell you why they live together, but it's just like a thing. And that's what the story is. It's just like her life, like her adventures. I think it's like a series too. And the whole thing is like, they didn't want a redhead and they ended up getting like a redhead or something. Or they, there was like a whole thing about like her hair and people discriminating against her having red hair, which is interesting that that's a thing. And I think it comes from xenophobia from like Irish people because during the early, uh, the early turn of the century during the rush of immigration there's a lot of irish immigrants and there's a lot of xenophobia like you know no no black no irish that was a very popular like sign yeah yeah, for sure i I think most most irish people don't actually have red hair though it's like a it's like a stereotype yeah but that's the the association yeah yeah Yeah. because it's it's like a very rare to, to have red hair it's like a really rare gene like to have and like you know freckles and stuff like but that. But a lot of Irish people have red hair. That's very uh, common. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But, but what I'm saying is, even in Ireland, that's not like the majority. I'm pretty sure the majority of Irish people actually have dark hair. Oh really? Like, there's actually a term called Black Irish, which doesn't mean African Irish. It means um, Irish people with, like deep black hair. I feel like I could be Black Irish. I was kind of raised in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, you'd be like what the fuck is you talking about? Yeah. Was that so in Massachusetts, the Irish people live in Northy. And then the, the uh, town people live in South End, and there's like constant beef between them. Don't, don't Irish people live in a Southie too, or is it really just Italians? I mean, they obviously they do, but it's majority Southies. I feel like Southies is I. Is North End Irish? Yeah. I can't remember. 
Let me Google it. Oh man, I I don't fuck with those white boys, man. Those white boys, like oh I, yeah, that's a different breed. Like, like Irish white boys are fucking crazy. <laughs> that's a different no master. They will you will. <laughs> they're, they're like poor white boys in England. Like they'll fuck you up. Yeah, <laughs> like some Cockney motherfuckers. I think they're, they're like like they've been in those neighborhoods for so long. It's like that's like the, that's like the one place on the East Coast where you'll see like white people in projects. Oh yeah, easily, and like. There's like what? There's gang cult. There's like gangs. There's Irish gangs. Yeah. Um, yeah. North End is Irish, and then South End. Did I say that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so North End is Irish, and South End is uh, is Italian. I just confirmed it. Yeah, I can't believe I forgot that. But yeah, and they just beef. So it's just like white wars out there, and the <laughs> black people are just kind of in like in the in the residuals or in the periphery. Um, there is like gang culture amongst people of color, like but. Um, I just feel like because the majority of people are white in Massachusetts yeah, anyway, yeah, for so sure. you know, and it was one of those cities where like it was really hard to integrate it. Like the school system it was like a big deal. So me and my boy Nock, right, Nock is from Bangladesh. He has a channel on YouTube called the Fake Food Show. It's like a, it's like kind of like Anthony Bourdain. Okay. It's him and his friend. Um, I forget his friend's name, but they go around to like restaurants and they, they like, and a lot of it's in Massachusetts too. So shout out to Nock. Go check out his channel. Me and my boy Nock, we had the same driving instructor. Um, coincidentally, when we were in high school, we were getting our licenses and stuff. And he was telling me, you know, we were talking about him. He was like, he was an Italian dude. And he was really racist. Like, he would see, like, a hijabi on the street while we were driving and be like, look at her. Well, while I'm like... <laughs> while, I, while I'm like, he's, like, instructing me how to make a, like, a, how to make a three-point turn or something. And he's like, oh, gosh, this country's going to the dogs. I'm like, uh, and then he starts talking about like, he has these, these like long racist rants, but like he's, he knows like I'm black. So he tries not to, to make them racist, but I can tell they are like, he tries to like censor them. Like wait, wait, he's your friend. Who is this? He's guy? not my friend. He's a driving instructor. Oh, uh, uh, oh, so uh, in Massachusetts, you were in high school, like doing the driver's yeah, school, <laughs> driver's ed. So in Massachusetts, it's really hard to get like an, all driving tests are appointment only. Yeah. It's very hard to get. Oh, an yeah, appointment yeah, yeah, you have to yeah, wait yeah. months it's like that in north carolina too i think really i mean when you're in high school at least maybe yeah because I, I took driver's ed out there i guess it depends on the dmv but, too but i do think part of the reason why like irish people and like italians act like that is the same reason why like latinos in the hood call themselves spanish and dudes from the hood call women females it's kind of, they're actually kind of like less it's kind of like a less they're less cosmopolitan so the way they talk about you know new immigrants and stuff like that it's fucked up but that also comes from a place of like these people being kind of ignorant and like they haven't like really expanded their world view that much yeah you, 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 you know what i mean also like, like the hating on other immigrants is kind of like a way to kind of get white proximity and like especially anglo-saxon like mayflower-esque right, you know right and then there's also like you know like arab immigrants who come here and they like hate black people Oh, that's yeah. very common. I, I know, I know them. You know, what hey I'm guys, saying? you're so probably like, listening. So there, there's just like levels to this shit of like, like the food, the food chain of hate yeah. is so wild, bro. It, it's not, it's not like a, it's not a food chain. It's crazy because it's black, like a food pyramid or something. It is, and it, and it's just insane because black people, time and time again, we show up for everybody's causes, bro, which is good, and you should. But like, I just remember when Black Lives Matter was happening. A lot of Arabs had something to say. Like they was like they were debating it. Like they were like, but but you know, and see, like they had they were like fighting it. 
then when when the other issues in the Middle East happen, you know, for example, recently Palestine, like black people will really get on board. I've never met a black person who was being. I mean, I'm sure they exist, but. Like the vast majority of black people don't have a problem with like the free Palestine movement, but a lot of Arabs and a lot of Muslims have a problem with BLM. I don't know why. And well, I do know why, because, you know, they're racist and they don't believe that black lives matter on some subconscious level. And it bothers them that black people get are getting so much attention. We're getting so much attention in the media and like people were being in solidarity for them. It's like, well, you know, there is this conflict in my country and you guys need to fight for that because, you know, those people are worth more to me. It's kind of, it's just like super self-centered, narcissistic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also like an old culture because, like, it's not just here. Like, they bring that with them from, like, the Arab world because a lot of Arabic countries for thousands of years, well, not thousands, probably 8,000 years, have had African maids and servants and stuff. Oh, slaves. Just say the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Slavery. Yeah. And it's still, ha- it's still like that today. Like, they, they all have an Ethiopian or a fucking Sudan, Sudan up in, like, Dubai or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Or, like, or a Lebanon. Filipina. Yeah, or yeah, Filipinos and uh, Indians, too. Yeah. Like, all those countries. And it pisses me off because, like, even if you look at the history, right, we never talk about the Arab slave trade. What happened, you know, with the Bantu populations in East Africa, you know, and to this day, if you go like to like countries in the Gulf, so many, like Kuwait's like 50% black, yo. Like if you go to Kuwait or like even Qatar or like the UAE or Saudi, you went to Saudi, like I was amazed at how many black faces I was seeing. It was like almost uncommon to not see like a black Arab or right. a black person when you right. leave the house. Like you, there's so many. Um, that's all because of the slave trade and it's just not talked about and I feel like because it's amongst colored populations right it's like it was it was like white it was Arabs enslaving and you could debate like are Arabs white that's a whole other like rabbit hole I don't really want to go into but let's for the sake of the argument say that they're both colored populations I feel like oppression between colored populations isn't given as much attention as when it's white people perpetrating it even though it happens almost the same if not more often at times in certain settings you know if you look at it like for example the grocery store that george floyd got shot in front of um or suffocated choked out choked out was owned by a palestinian man i think it was i'm not saying he was racist i'm saying they had racist policies perhaps at the store because they operated in in a majority black neighborhood so it's very possible that you know, he was like, oh, if a black person or like kind of get hinted to his, his employees, because I've I've had that happen to me when I looked up Lincoln Co-Factory, they were people that would come in like they would t- t- tell us to type cats people like to type kind of stereotype. Them. Like if they come in and look like they can't afford to pay, follow them. Like I've been told that, like follow them, watch okay. them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're, a, you're a whistleblower, Ferris. Yeah. I mean, if anyone lives in Westboro, they know that Burlington Co-Factory, when it was a part of Christmas tree shop oh. um, in the olden days was right near this motel called the Travel Lodge. And at the Travel Lodge, there were a lot of people who were homeless and on Section 8 because apparently you can use Section 8 at motels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some motels that accept. Yeah, they accept Section 8. That was one of them. So we had a lot of people, you know, who weren't economically as advantaged as some of the other customers. And they would come in, you know, like any other customer looking to buy stuff. And, you know, they would get followed and they hired like a loss prevention officer too. And he would like just chill around and just like watch them. And it was unfortunate. And, you know, some of them did did steal, obviously. But, like, yeah. 
you know, that wasn't everybody. Yeah, yeah but, but we only criminalize poverty. Exactly. Uh, we, we, we don't, like, criminalize, like, upper middle class people who, like, do a lot of drugs and shoplift. Yeah. You know, it's tons of fucking, like, wealthy people shoplift. Well, we have white collar crime. Well, actually, white collar crime could be, like, you, you could be, like, a person of color and do a white collar crime. That's true, but I feel like it'd be harder for you. Like, if, if a black person gets charged on a white collar crime, that's kind of a flex. Well, that, 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 that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, I'm like, I kind of want to do some white collar crimes. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, actually, I want to do, I don't know what the name for it would be. Like some kind Fraud of like, or something. Some or like tech crime. like when, Hacking. Yeah, like when you hack a bank and like take out like thousands and thousands of dollars or something oh, like that. Oh, like ransomware attacks. Yeah. That's like, what happened to Colonial Pipeline. Like I'd like to do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, not now. Yeah. But don't quote me on it. You know, I'm a, I'm a changed man. But that would be, that's something at least that's interesting. If you could do... A white collar crime, like financially, what would it be? Like, would you be, would you be more of like the frauder? Would you be the Ponzi scheme? Would you be the dude? Like, what would you be? Would you be like a Nigerian prince? That's kind of white collar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I say that's white collar. I, I I don't know because I don't know too much about that stuff. I mean, I don't I I don't know if I would ever find myself in this position, but insider trading or something like that. I think that's was, the best one. Yeah, yeah, with stocks and stuff Martha. like that. You, yeah. you know, people give you insider information. Inside Doge trading. Yeah. yeah, and then you just, like, bust the market. <laughs> yeah. That's how, you know, the vast majority of people do insider trading. That's so common. Like, it's not, it's only criminalized when poor people do it. But, like, these Wall Street people, like, yeah. they all talk to each other. They do. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's they're, what they're options like, They're is. like, this merger is going to happen or yeah. whatever. Or they'll have evidence that the company is, like, doing bad. So they'll, they'll bet against it. They'll do, like, options. They'll do a put or a call, you know, <laughs> calls for puts, puts for calls. Hear ye, hear ye. Um, hey, isn't it hilarious? That, isn't it hilarious, man, that like in your novel, like the father, Hamida's father, does like uh, sells penny stocks. And now you, you, you. No, me, I do that. And now you, me and a lot of people like made thousands <laughs> off Dogecoin. Dude, maybe you think everything in the book's going to come true? Like what if I was just kind of like manifesting like every, damn, I should have like manifested like some crazy amounts of money um yeah i was just writing speaking of manifesting i told you i would talk about this tantra semen retention everybody wants to hear about it so i was talking to you right and i was telling you about i did this i did this course online right if anybody knows who joss sun is on instagram he's actually really interesting he's a really interesting person does like yoga he's like a yoga practitioner and teacher teacher of tantra a teacher of a lot of other things it's like kind of like a, a very spiritual person i would say um has this whole page you know whether you agree with everything or not he's just a very a very well-rounded interesting person and i follow him and he was doing this thing during the pandemic of like a reduced price for his tantra retreats and it was all online like we, we had like a little schedule we had to download this app and the goal of it was this theory that lies in the east mostly and mostly Taoism, Eastern traditions, Buddhism, perhaps, um, Hinduism. They talk about how your life force energy is connected to your semen and that semen retention, the practice, heightens your energy and kind of makes you like the superhuman. You're saying not coming. Yeah, so not masturbating, not having sex, becoming completely celibate like a monk helps you reach these other dimensions of life and other realms and other um experiences and i'm not gonna lie i felt amazing 
I did it. It was two weeks, fourteen days. It was this recently. I'm not being paid to wait, say this, by the wait, way. Wait, was this recently? Like you, 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 you like intensely was. Why you're like? I could tell, dude. I could tell you were. <laughs> no, no, no. I just, I, I'm just curious because you have been going on a lot of dates since you moved here. <laughs> so. I mean, obviously, like I keep things halal things, bro. Um, but no, no, this was during the pandemic, right? Okay. The, this is yeah. Okay, I was about to say. <laughs> this was probably like a couple months ago, and. Um, it was just interesting to see like the difference and there's definitely something to it. I don't think it's sustainable. Cause I know some people do it. Like Jocelyn was saying, he was like, I did it for like six years. Imagine dude. <laughs> I feel like at, at that point, like you become calcified or something. Oh man. How do you, how, how do you even like come after like, what do you just like cover up the whole bed? Like, Oh, I think like how much would come out after that? You use a futon. You definitely got to use a futon after that leg. The time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like something stranger. It would be like <laughs> confetti. It would be like those like snakes in a in a, in a the, the, can. Like the first thing I do if I didn't come in six years, I go to the sperm bank and just let it all out. Oh, you make you <laughs> and, make and, dough. And, yeah, and wholesale sell kids. The thing is, I think I feel like you're this that that the quality would be really bad because it's just been idle it's just been sitting on the, hey, the pantry hey just because it's been a couple days since the expiration date doesn't mean the product's not good yeah as you as you open the can of tuna <laughs> you're fish of the you're chicken of the sea yeah i don't think i i would definitely i definitely advise people do it and, and it's not just semen retention like the whole process involves uh like a lot of kundalini yoga certain meditations and you could just kind of just like gauge for yourself like the energy movement how things go uh your attitude i remember i really wanted to be vegetarian during it um i had this urge to stop eating meat but then it obviously came back i had like gyro yesterday they, they call me a gyrocologist because i'm at that carry out every day getting that gyro over rice gynecologist uh, i thought they called you the gynecologist no, I'm the gyrocologist. Why would they call me the gynecologist? They call, they call you the gyrocologist. Yeah, the gyro. The gyrocologist. The, the, you know, study white people. You know, Mykonos. The urologist. The urologist. <laughs> the, the study white men. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> the urologist. I got a degree in urology. The study of euro. Yeah, dude, that's that's pretty much been my life, man. Like, I, I did that. I recommend everybody try it. And Tyler, our friend Tyler, was talking about it too. Um, yeah, and women, it was not just for men, by the way. It was for women. It was for non-binary people, everybody. And yeah, it was. It was. You know, you just, you just abstain, man. You become a monk. I had this weird dream when I was young to become a monk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't be that. I could be like, I could be like a play a priest or something. A like play that. a priest. Yeah, man. What does a play a priest do? Most, mo a lot of priests are players, man. Like for real. Like, I, I was watching this show. Everyone should watch it. It's called um, the Young Pope and the New Pope. The two separate series is about the same guy, and it's about this dude who becomes. The, it's super good. It's on a HBO. If you have a, if you have HBO Max, y'all should watch the Young Pope. It's about like this orphan kid dude who became like the Pope or something, and he was extremely uh, right wing, or whatever. But it, it's like a kind of like a comedy slash drama. Is it on Netflix? Nah, nah, nah you got to have HBO, oh HBO God. Max. I don't know. Get that two. It, it's only like 10 episodes. Get that two week free trial because they have a lot of like cool philosophical conversations in there. And then screen record it and then share it. Yeah. But um, 
his friend so this guy this guy i think was completely celibate his whole life yeah he does like he has like been in love and had a girlfriend with women and all that kind of stuff but his friend who he grew up with in the orphanage this dude would be going out and having like orgies and shit Damn. But, but there's like a scene where like they left uh, the vatican and they're like wearing like track suits and shit they left the vatican like just like sneak out and like smoke cigarettes and shit in like the middle of the night and they went to like a restaurant and there was like this working girl and she like came up to like them. a prostitute yeah yeah yeah, okay. she, yeah. And, the, and the thing is why'd you call it that keep going i'm sorry yeah, i mean i mean because that that's what you would call it in that at the time of, on the area no okay. no i mean this was in like the 2000s but, but i'm saying that's still the culture of it though you know you know what i mean like yeah. if you go to ethiopia like they, they don't say prostitutes they don't say hookers they say it's a working girl or working. really we definitely in arabic they definitely have very derogatory derogatory words for that profession uh, uh, okay I, i'm sure there is but what i'm just saying, i feel like people everybody calls it that though like it's, the word is shormulta okay it's, it's just the more like a pc thing to do i guess yeah but um that's good that they're being pc but yeah, yeah so they they already knew they was like that because other priests would come and be you know getting it in you know what i mean and also a lot of women in a lot of cultures, like in Ethiopia too, and apparently in Gondor and like Northern Ethiopia, like Manasseh was telling me, a lot of them, like, cause I guess like there's some priests who are like pretty good looking dudes and a lot of women will throw themselves at the priest. And then like- Manasseh was talking about this. He said they, they compete to see who could like get the priest to not be celibate, to break his vow of celibacy. That's, yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm sure a lot of those priests, like they'd be getting it in, you know what I'm saying? They, they, probably. They'd be preaching the gospel by day and I don't know what they'd be, do, be doing at night, but they'd be preaching whole that Whole bodies gospel. by night. Whole bodies by night. <laughs> whole gospels by day, whole yeah, bodies by night. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, imagine if these dudes had like, and they're not even on Instagram. I feel like if these guys were on Instagram, like there's no way they're vowing anything. Like they're not, they're just, they're not they're not going to bible study like they're out here on like in dms doing lives making stories choosing filters i kind of i kind of remember the days i didn't have instagram and just and just cry like a baby and cuddle up with myself because i want that yeah. i want that for me i want that for you well, i want what, that for the world you what wait, wait you want what instagram no i want there to be no instagram oh okay hey. ironically i'm gonna post this on instagram but <laughs> That's how reliant. It's like, wow. kind of like capitalism, right? We all hate it, but we also all use it every day. Yeah. We all engage in it. Well, There's no escape. If, if I may interject for like, I don't know, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Y'all should watch that Young Pope show because that in the new Pope show, because because that show is also kind of like, it, it's also kind of like about uh. It's called Young Pope. The Young Pope. You know, there's a sequel called The New Pope, but um, the Young Pope because it's about. It's also not just about like the politics. It's also about like uh, what do you call it? like the molestation scandals and all that kind of stuff that happened oh, in the Vatican yeah. and stuff like that, and also uh, LGBTQ rights and stuff like that. Because okay. eventually, this right wing conservative pope, at least he had some humanity, and he was like, you know, I'm gonna give. And his advisor was gay. His uh, his uh, underling priest advisor, or whatever. He mm -hmm. like came out to him, and he was like, "Bro, I already knew." Or whatever. I have ears everywhere. I knew the second I saw your internet history. <laughs> but, but basically, like he was like, you know, uh, he like changed the Vatican so that people could get married and be with who they want to be and stuff like that. Because I think it wasn't until like the year like 600 that priests had to vow celibacy. Before then, 
priests could you know, get happily married, have relationships yeah. and all that stuff. But if you're creating this kind of like culture of frustration, it, it can really destroy a lot of these people's minds. No, it's not saying, saying that's why like children are getting raped. That that's a whole another thing. That's like a cycle of like abuse. You know, a lot of people are abused as children, and then they feel like they have to project it onto somebody else and feel powerful. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, I think Freud said that, right? It's like ha- reenacting your own trauma to be. Scientology has a lot to do with that. Um, that's one of their beliefs. A lot of it's psychology. They believe that people reenact their trauma because they want to be powerful. So, example, if your dad was, like, abusive or he was yell, would yell at your mom, there's a high chance that you are susceptible to being the yell, yelly dad um, or having, you know, because, you know, it's all you know. It's buried in you. Right. Right, right. For sure, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I guess it's not crazy. I guess it's natural. Well, it's unnaturally natural. Like, it's one of those things where that shouldn't be natural. But, like, like yeah. human history is full of so much, like, pain trauma how do you unlearn yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna just take for, it's gonna take so we're gonna be past we're gonna be dead that. yeah like, when, when, when like humans unlearn this shit if climate change doesn't wipe us out it's gonna take like a long ass time well even you have like a hundred years right on an individual level life doesn't give you the opportunity to learn that many lessons so you kind of have to do it while you can and i know a lot of women have like have bad relationships with their moms like, like oh my mom's always criticizing criticizing my weight or criticizing the way I look or being superficial and to think that you could be in that position to do that to your daughter you know or your dad yelled at you for not being good at sports and then I could potentially yell at my kids your dad you, your dad yelled at you for not being good no at sports. I mean I'm just using an example like I didn't did you play sports I was bad at them I'm not gonna lie I used to play basketball I, so because I was tall for my age, I'm still tall. Were, were you like on the team in high school and middle school? I was like the only black kid on the team, yeah. For a little bit, yeah. Yeah, for like, it was like intramural. <laughs> it wasn't even the team. It was like the town of Westboro had like intramural like basketball yeah, with other towns. Like, oh, so that's like a club. Yeah, so we played like Southboro. We played Northboro. All the other, Bur- Worcester, Shrewsbury, shout out, you know, all the labor. And it would be like, we had like little t-shirts and stuff. I remember my only memory from that, the most vivid one is... I was playing. I remember they never used to pass me the ball. I'm like literally the only black kid. Like, you know, I think I, I probably messed up or something before. They're like, don't get Ferris the ball. He doesn't know how to dribble. So <laughs> I, I, they never used to give it to me. And I think once, like one time, they, like I got it. And I was just like, this is it. This is my time to prove that I am the person they think I, I am. I'm tall. I'm black. I'm supposed to do this. This is how it is supposed to be. And I ran the wrong way. I ran towards the wrong uh, <laughs> The wrong basketball hoop. Like I was about to score on myself. I was just like, I remember thinking, I was like, "Hey, look, it's so empty. I don't have to go around anybody. If I run fast enough, I could just shoot it." And everyone was, I remember everyone yelling, "Wrong way!" And my dad was in the audience. <laughs> I looked up at him, and he was just like, just like, like everybody was like, kind of saying, "Wrong way, wrong way," and he was just kind of just like quiet. Like he wasn't even. He was just like, I don't know who that kid is. I adopted one of these white kids. That's what I'm here to see. <laughs> oh, that's fucking hilarious. I'm like, dad. Yeah, I have a wrong way. And then, because some of the kids went to school with me too. This was like at the town hall. So it wasn't necessarily a part of school. And they told everybody. <laughs> like, Ferris isn't even not only ran the wrong way. Oh my God. 
I'm like, yay, more bullying. That's wild. Did, did you you did you have a lot of like POC friends as a kid, like in Massachusetts? Like you guys all just banded together, or was it like kind of like? No, like most of your friends were like white, but just like the nice white people. So, I mean, it wasn't even my choice. Like it's just like you get what you get. Yeah. It was just mostly white kids, um, because when I was growing up, Westboro's changed a lot now. So Westboro is like a lot. There's a lot of like kids from Asia. There's like Chinese kids, East Asian, South Asian, Arab kids now, African kids from like um, like West Africa, like Nigerian kids. Yeah. Now because yeah. but like when I was there, like we were the like one of only African families. There wasn't anybody with Sudanese. There weren't any Nigerians, maybe like one family, one Ghanaian family. Like it was literally nobody. And um, so we all banded together, right? We, all, we called ourselves the minor minorities, you know, because we were like treated minorly. We were also minorities. Yeah, know? it sounds like a debate club. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. The minor minorities. First chapter meeting. Ding, ling, ling. I have like a bell. Ding, ling, 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 ling. Hear ye, hear ye. The minor minorities will take, take, take forth. In voting for the minority city council, yay or nay? Yeah, that's what it was. And yeah, so yeah, so it was just like us hanging out. So any, it was there was like very much a lot of solidarity between non-white kids because we because we just all had each other, right? In 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 times of war, you know, times of famine, we band together. But then I noticed. So my whole life, by the way, I grew up thinking not witnessing minority on minority crime in that way i mean yeah in the muslim community i was just like yeah muslims are just their whole their whole, their whole little they have a whole case going on but i was like in like public school i was like oh no like we're all cool with each other and then i went to other cities bigger cities and i realized that no there is not the solidarity we had in this little suburban town it's very much divided and people are racist against each other There's a lot of anti-blackness from other communities and that wasn't really evident to me very much in, 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 in the, in these other, in Westboro, because, you know, like if you're going to be racist against me, like who, who do you have? Who do you have? You think, you think they're going to let you join their lacrosse team? And there was those kids, there was those yeah, kids yeah, that yeah, denied yeah. themselves and they didn't hang out with us. Yeah. They didn't hang out with us and the other, 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 other kids because they're like, I, I, this is my shot. You know, I, I want to, yeah, I want to, sure. yeah. I want to date Rebecca. I want to go to the, the house parties. I want to hang out in their garage and drink beer. That's what they used to do. And like, I want that 70s show. I want to be Fez. I want to be Fez. You know, they, they kind of got a taste of that, but they always got like rejected or like they always ended up, you know, coming back with their tail behind their, between their legs. Like, huh, what'd they say to you, huh? What'd they call you? Wah, wah, wah. wah, wah, wah. Yeah, that's right. Do we let him back in? Minor minority meeting. Do we let him back in? And we talk about it. It could take years to get reinstated. Can't just waltz back in. <laughs> reinstated. Freaking idiot! Damn, bro, that's, that's wild, man. Yeah, I wouldn't live in Massachusetts again. I'd visit just kind of to have like memories and stuff, and um, get awakened. And I want to, I want to return a king. You know, not to go to like my high school and be like, "Hey, I'm back. I went here." I'm not claiming anybody. I'm not claiming anything. You know, I got here. I am who I am, and God, that's it. Y'all are just obstacles. You're, you're just claiming O block. Just O. Just the O and Kankakee. Kankakee and O. Only places I mess with. Um, but yeah, I would, I would return. So Massachusetts, New England's actually really beautiful in the summer. It's a beautiful... And the fall. You go in the fall, you go to Western Mass, the Berkshires, where Matt... You know Matt, right? 
Hmm. Is that his name, Matt? The dude who actually started his own. He started his own podcast called Missing in Massachusetts. Um, no Matt from where? Is his name Matt? Phil? Philip? From Desperados. Matt. He is. Yeah, I don't know. I, I might know him. I probably, I probably know him by face. I just forgot. I, don't think, I actually don't even think I'm saying his name right, but. I know him, and he he started. He's from Massachusetts too, and he started a podcast because there's so many missing kids in Massachusetts. Did you know that? It's one of the highest rates, and I thought that was every state because we would go to Walmart with my mom, and we would see like on the they used to have always had like a bulletin board. There's always these faces of these kids, like missing, 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 and my mom would point and be like, "See, if you don't listen to what I say, that'll be you." <laughs> she's gonna ship you off. So yeah, she's she's gonna be she's the one who's gonna we're gonna get intentionally traded off. Like we're gonna get sold off. Yeah, DC does too. DC and Atlanta have like. Between, Atlanta has like, a trafficking problem. Yeah, 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 DC too. Like we have like 400 missing like little black girls. Like wow, I don't know where the fuck they end up, but like yeah, there, there's a lot of. It's like, always black women too, and it never gets attention. Yeah, yeah, remember I told you my cousin Abby was a full grown adult. Yeah, she, <laughs> she almost got kidnapped. Yeah, she almost got kidnapped like once in, when she was like in New York, and then like once, like by U Street in DC. What? How did that happen? I don't know, but I wasn't there, man. But was it like some guy luring her into like a van or something? Yeah, yeah, it was like like a van. It was like a van falling or something. But like, luckily, like some of my other cousins who were like dudes or whatever were around. Were yeah. Like, hey, and then they like stopped the dudes or whatever. Yeah. But apparently, crazy. they were like they were like pulling up on her and like tried to like drag her inside. What? Yeah. Dude, that is so scary on U Street. Yeah. I'm not going to you anymore. I've been complaining about you three for a minute. Hey, man, I don't think anyone's going to kidnap you, Ferris. You're, you're a six-foot-four black man. I don't think Bruh. everyone's going to try it. What anymore. if they have, like, a secret underground, like, alternative NBA for rich people? Where they just, like, <laughs> grab random niggas off the street and they make them play basketball? They just, like, they make you, like, dribble in their mansion. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's, like, it's this dungeon... Right, and it's like it's the court is completely. There's no audience. It's just like the court has just tinted windows around it, but behind the tinted windows are very rich people, and they could see what's happening, but you can't see them, and they just sing on like on, the, on like an intercom, play, play now, and it's just you and these random people, and then you have to play, and you have to play, and it's like good, you have won, you will live, and you get to live. I'm not even gonna hold you, man. That's a pretty good business idea, though. Oh, the basketball thing? Yeah, for like one percenters and stuff. I mean, we're just trying to find the courts right oh, now. Like for like for, for like that like what do you call it like uh, that deep network or whatever black whatever what do you call it like the deep state like like the the super rich people who actually run the world not like the president and stuff like oh the that. Illuminati yeah, yeah yeah like people like that like like that that's a pretty good idea for people like that who like oh that's who I was who, thinking who have of. like literal like slaves and shit like to this day probably yeah like they probably go hunting like like for people like they have right, right, they like they like but, but like in, in like a more like concrete sense like a lot of these people do like find people and make them sign or NDAs like non-disclosure agreements where they like sell their life away you know, in exchange for like some kind of like lifestyle or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, is it, are these celebrities or? Well, uh, you, you know who uh, Paul Getty is? No. He, he used to be like the richest man in the world in like uh, in the '60s and '70s. Paul Getty was kind of like the Rockefellers, and 
the Rothschilds and stuff like that. Okay. I, I saw a show about him, a drama. Cause like his, Did he like, own like a media company or something? Uh, no, nah, he, he was an oil magnet. Okay. You know, this is like back when like oil was like... All the rage. Yeah, oil was everything. Now it's all about sun. There was no tech or anything yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, like in this drama, it's a drama series about his like son getting kidnapped in Italy or whatever by the mafia. But um, other than that though, he had like five girlfriends or whatever, and he owned them. Why? But because he he made them, he asked them to sign a contract, and and they get to be you know like they have to let him fuck whenever he wants. Maybe he doesn't want to on Tuesday. Maybe he does, but they have to let him. And they're basically just there as like furniture. But they, you know, they wow. they sign up for it because they have like a lifestyle where they're like, oh, you know, I have like daddy's credit card or whatever. But they are not allowed to, you know, like call the police on them or nothing because in the contract it says that they have signed their rights away. Wow. So like R. Kelly. I mean, R. Kelly didn't use the contract, no. It was a verbal contract. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because R. Kelly's illiterate and can't write, which is a, actually a fact. What? Yeah. Him, him and Floyd Mayweather. Wow. Who knows? Maybe Floyd, Floyd Mayweather might ha- has probably learned to read and write by now. Wasn't he reading Harry Potter? Didn't 50 Cent tell him to read Harry Potter yeah, like, yeah, live or something? Yeah, he, he said, read Harry Potter. He's like, I'll give you like, he said, I'll give you $500,000 if you read the first page of Harry Potter. And then he said, you know what? Fuck that. I'll give you he's like, 500000 if you read the first page of Dr. Seuss. Just like insulting. But I'm sure like as rich as Floyd Mayweather is, you know, he's not a, he's a smart man. I'm sure that he has learned to read and write since he became yeah, famous. Definitely. But he just lets people think he's illiterate because the lie actually works in his favor. Yeah, I mean, all press is good press. That's crazy. Well, well not only that. Wait, but back to that contract. <laughs> I want to talk about that for a second. Yeah. Um, how is that legally binding? Because I learned in my business law class at UNC Charlotte that not everything in a contract is legally. Maybe things were different at that time, but like for example, there's things that you have inalienable rights, right? Like you can't even sign those away. You can't like I can't write a contract here and tell you that I give you my right to vote. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but th- think about it like this, right? There's a good enough lawyer for everything, right? There, there are like probably like drug kingpins in D.C. who have never seen prison, right? Even though all those little boys who sell for them do. Yeah. Because well, juvenile hall. You know, but not not even that. No, not even that. What I'm saying is that they have a top of the line lawyer who, like, if they get caught, they have you know probably like millions on reserve, and that lawyer will just take them out because you have a lot of lawyers who live for that criminal shit because that's like the highest paying thing. You yeah. Like they're like O.J.'s lawyer, right? If you have enough money, these lawyers can make anything happen. So is it Kim Kardashian's dad? OJ was OJ's lawyer. He he uh, he he was one of them, Robert Kardashian. Yeah. But it it was really uh, what's his name? Uh, Johnny Cochran, the legendary black lawyer. Yeah. And uh, this other dude, I can't remember his name. He's like Italian Italian dude or something like that. But um, because he 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 had three official lawyers on the case. Yeah. Kim Kardashian's dad was not the main lawyer. They make it seem like he was. No, we were, we're old enough. No, 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 no. Kim Kardashian's dad was there at, as a pity lawyer, like he because uh, he was he was like best buds with OJ. Yeah. So OJ was just like, yeah, yeah, you could kind of be my lawyer too. We gonna get you on the <laughs> yeah, payroll. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. You could have some fun. Yeah. You, like you could volunteer, <laughs> but he, but he wasn't like the main. He wasn't like the main lawyer. But think about it, that's just OJ, right? Yeah. Imagine if you're if you're someone like Paul Getty, which means like Jeff Bezos. 
right? Level rich. If if if, if you can get someone off for like murder or some shit like that, right? Yeah. With all the evidence, right? You have a lawyer good enough for that with that kind of money. Imagine the kind of lawyer Jeff Bezos can get. Yeah. To really fuck some shit up. You get untouchable. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. And these lawyers are probably making like, I don't know, like $10,000 an hour. Like just like something ridiculous. Yeah. You know I don't even I mean? know how you get to that level. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, and, and th- these lawyers are probably multimillionaires. Easily. You know what I mean? For, for all the contracts they do. Yeah. It's crazy. Thinking of OJ though, isn't it wild that he was in Roots? What's that? Oh, he was in the movie Roots. Yeah. <laughs> You remember that? Bro, I, I have never watched Roots in my life. What? That explains so much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. Don't watch it. Like, I mean, watch it, but like, just pre- pre- be prepared like, to be very angry. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, maybe maybe I'll read the book like by Alex Haley. Yeah. Or something like I'm not, but you, you know, I don't really care much for that kind of stuff. Like, we're like it was like the Harriet Tubman movie. Yeah. Besides the whole thing with like an African person who's not of uh, african-american descent yeah i still don't want to watch like i don't want want, like i saw this shit on like amazon like up from slavery i don't want to watch that shit yeah that's actually it's sad it's like you saw that you saw that meme i shared on instagram was like streaming services be like celebrating black voices and it's just like black people getting their ass beat in the 60s and shit (laughs) like like getting whipped yeah it's like bro it's like no no thank you like yeah slave movies are not black movies like th- those are not black movies th- those are historical movies yeah it's history it's it's crazy i i mean i remember like i feel like they got to find a new way to teach kids about like slavery and like racism i mean they have to learn it but i feel like the way they teach it in history class because when i was learning it, it was like it makes kids racist like they're, they're teaching kids the, the the racial dynamic like you're like oh i know you guys are all friends now but let me tell you about a hundred years ago, he would have been your slave and this, and you would have been the owner and the overseer and you would have been rich in the place. Like these kids are internalizing this and they're like, Oh, and they look at, they look at it. Now everyone looks at it already differently. Um, which of course there's racism, but like, can we teach it in a way where it's based on a white responsibility and realizing the wrongs that were committed instead of saying that, you know, Look at this dynamic, you know, you feel like you're enforcing racism and, and they just got to be more sensitive about it. It should be regulated the way they teach specific topics. It should be in unison everywhere and it should be regulated. Like you should have a specific curriculum because if your teacher's racist, she's going to teach you racist things. And that happens all the time. And so many, why are so many history teachers racist? That's like one of the professions that racists love. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I didn't really pay attention much in high school, so I don't even I don't even like remember like you had a lot of pitbulls to take care of. I don't even remember U.S. history in high school, man. I, I remember my friend Hezzy though, who went to a different school. This is when I moved to Chapel Hill. Yeah, he was like in the. He told me he was like in the middle of class, and they're like watching a documentary on like the uh, Trail of Tears. And this is like when and, it, and he, he's kind of like borderline like psychotic, and he's like in the middle of class. He's like, "Fuck white people!" <laughs> just like in the middle of class, and she, he just blew out everybody's ears. <laughs> yeah, so that's how you're gonna feel after Roots. Warning, it's, it's like trail. Of, it's like the Black Trail of Tears, or Trail of Tears is a, is a Native American. Bro, white people love a a push a p u s history. Like why? Like white people like really love that shit. They do. I always love world in history. like high school. The, yeah. They're like, ooh, the Constitution. <laughs> like, nigga, what? Have you heard? Have you seen? Fuck? Have hey, you seen bro. Hamilton? <laughs> oh my god! Hey, hey, did you hear? There's a controversy about that. Like, uh, what do what do you call it? That like uh, 
what that Dominican, Domi- not Dominican. He's Puerto Rican. The, the port, the Puerto Rican. No, no, not 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 that. The fucking uh, the Latino high school musical that's coming out right now. It's called The Heights, based on Washington Heights. But apparently, they don't have any Afro Latinos in the movie, even though it's in Washington Heights, where all the fucking Dominicans live. What? It's all like all the. It's all like for some reason they made them Puerto Ricans, and they're like all super light skinned Puerto Ricans. Of course. The crazy thing is, is, bro, I got family in New York. I know New York. Puerto Ricans live in East Harlem, 111th Street. I mean, Puerto Ricans live everywhere in New York, obviously. So do Dominicans. But Washington Heights is known for Dominicans. The way, the same way you go to fucking East Harlem, is fucking, you go to a store and everything has a Puerto Rican flag on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, it's crazy that they don't even have one Dominican in this movie about There's Washington. not even one? I don't I don't think so. I was watching on uh, Fox 5 News this morning. Why was it on Fox 5 News? Because it, it was like a little controversy. And also, Jeanette Reyes, who's from, I think, like Massachusetts. She's a she's Dominican. She she presents as black, On the, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Jeanette Reyes is an actress. No, Je- Jeanette Reyes is an anchor. Oh, she's the DC uh, anchor. She's like a morning anchor or okay. whatever. But uh, yeah, she she's Dominican. Yeah, or whatever. That's crazy. Why would they? I mean, we know why because of colors. I'm gonna look. I'm I'm looking up on Wikipedia. Yeah, she's from Massachusetts. Yeah, there's a lot of Dominicans in Massachusetts. That's insane that they wouldn't do that. Why? Yeah, the movie's called The Heights. I think it's also it's really funny that there's there's gonna be a Latin American High School Musical like. I mean, you could call it like anything. we didn't get I mean, corned I, up enough. I, I mean, I, I mean, you could call it anything like Step Up or You Got Served. Just one, one yeah, of those. How ones. are they dancing? Are they are they are they hip hopping? Are they are they crumping? That's let's, let's see what the article says. I won't watch The Heights. Why are Afro Latinas who look like me excluded from the lead? Have y'all ever been to Washington Heights? We're not all white adjacent. When will they stop erasing us? Representation matters. Our black is beautiful. Y somos Latinas también. No, I agree. Uh, but yeah, I, I was like watching like the thing on like Fox 5 and they're like, oh, well, some of the dances were Dominican. So like, <laughs> the, 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 the furniture, the furniture was black. Literally the, the extras. Yeah, bruh. So in the in the movie, are they presented as Dominican? Like, or do they say that they're are they Puerto Rican? Like, I, I, are they I, Puerto I, Ricans I, just acting as Dominicans? Are the characters I, I, Dominican? I, I think they may. <laughs> I, think they, I think they're Puerto Rican. I don't know. It says... Usnavi de la Vega tells the children's story of Washington Heights, owns a bodega, blah, 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 blah. Alejandro, an attorney and family friend, informs Usnavi that his late father's business in the Dominican... Okay, so Dominican. Um, okay. But let's see, let's see what... Starring Anthony Ramos, who is Puerto Rican. Anthony Ramos, though, is uh, ethnic, though, for sure. Is he, you would say he could have like some mixed heritage? Yeah, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him black. Yeah. Um, he played Mars, which is a character Spike Lee invented for himself in uh, the Netflix show You Gotta Have It, which is based on Spike Lee's original movie from the 80s called You... No, not You Gotta Have It. Do, she, do she, the Right she, Thing? She, she's Gotta Have It. Okay. Which, which is about a woman who's like dating like multiple people at yeah. one time. And uh, Anthony Ramos plays one of the boyfriends. And his character is supposed to be half Puerto Rican, half black. Okay. Like African American, because there's a lot of those in uh, New York. But yeah. He, but uh, he's he, he's just Puerto Rican. Uh, Anthony Ramos is cool, though. He's a cool actor. But, um, yeah, man, like, in, in this movie, though, they had, like, no black, like, visibly, like, black Latinos. That's crazy. And there's so many. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like black Arabs, right? And, like, if you go to the Gulf, I didn't know they existed, man. And they're everywhere. But they don't put them in ads and, and movies and media. So these, these things are, are, aren't just... Uh, 
They're not localized to one country. It's everywhere, man. Anti-blackness. It's sad because like, you know, we shout about anti-blackness, but like we're all subconsciously programmed. Uh, oh, Lynn, Lynn, Man- Lynn, Moran- what's his name? Lynn, Lynn Miranda, Manu- Manuel. Uh, oh, oh, I guess he made this movie because it says acknowledging criticism that the film adaptation of his musical in the Heights, oh, it's called in the Heights, had failed to adequately depict the dark skin Afro Latino population of Washington Heights, the upper Manhattan neighborhood where it is set. Lynn, Manuel Miranda has apologized for falling short and trying to paint a mosaic of this community. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even know what Hamilton's about. Like, I still don't know. Like, I like I I li- I, really I, 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 I literally have like never even seen the trailer. I just know like a lot of like liberal people like it. It's about okay. It's about Andrew Hamilton. This isn't a spoiler. It's like the synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Like like the historical figure. Yeah, like his life and like how he was so amazing. But like my my thing is like, would he have wanted black people to play him or colored people to play? You know, what do we know about yeah. his like racial beliefs? Because I think that matters, and we often give people at that time the benefit of doubt. Oh, it was a different time, but if it's a different time, why are we celebrating it? You know, we should celebrate this new time. Yeah, I want to see what Twitter has to say about this. Twitter, where all, all the best things come from. Why are you looking better? I be looking better. They kind of take that, make you wish that you ain't never met her. The editor director plus i'm my own boss i can't i can't even lie man i'll be pretending to meet a dominican so i'll probably go see that movie <laughs> take a girl on a date over if there. anyone lives in dc go to dos hermanos it's the best it's the best dominican spot yeah in columbia heights in columbia heights yep. near target um super cheap they give you like like that one meal they give you like they literally fill up that thing you know it's a big lunch and they fill it up so big that you could have it for like two meals i'm talking student deals and the platinos and if you ask for like a vegetarian plate which i did once and i didn't know it'd be cheaper it was like 10 bucks and i was like grazing off that for a week um up until like the last moldy piece i have a strong digestion oh yeah yeah it's, it's, it's a great spot i, I recommend it to everyone as Yo, well. Abe, I, have a pro- I have a question yeah like when your parents saw like a moldy tomato do they just cut the moldy piece off no i don't i don't know how my parents cook I'm out of the kitchen. I'm at the dining table. Nah. Damn, you sound like you say females right now. Nah, I just I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even remember, man. When you're helping prepare the katsu curry with your mom, I, I don't. My mother, I don't even know what my mom, my mom makes anymore. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah, my mom doesn't like cooking. Good thing she doesn't listen to. Good thing she doesn't listen to this. My mom, my mom has always hated cooking. And she actually did used to like when I, I swear I used to see her like and my grandma. So like if it was like a moldy piece on like a piece of bread or like she just throw away that slice. But apparently you're supposed to throw away the whole loaf because the mold yeah. has veins yeah. and it's you can't see them. They're very like uh, thin and vellus and they penetrate the whole loaf, even if the loaves are cut like because they're touching. <laughs> That's wild, man. So you're supposed to throw it away and like tomatoes, same thing, like or like any sort of vegetable. Um but I think it's just like the immigrant mentality or like the third world mentality where it's like all food is good food. And also Sydney people, I feel like think that food lasts a lot longer than it should. I remember eating like stew from the refrigerator that was there for like a week and I didn't die. Like nothing happened, but like I know, you know, my white friends, they'll be like, it's two days and it's gone. Or like other people like, just don't don't do that it's interesting yeah for sure I, I, de- I definitely don't do that i mean my dad makes food for like the whole fucking week yeah but i don't like eating it 
uh, towards the end, it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like my food fresh. Friday, the Friday, yeah, you'd be going out to eat on Friday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like, and my dad's like, why, why don't you eat my food? And I don't have the heart to tell him. Like, especially when you put shit in the fridge, it creates like extra moisture that wasn't there before. And it, yeah, it's like, it waters down the food. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, I'm just not. In, especially, I mean, I'm an adult. I fucking, you know, I can cook for myself every day or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, though, my, my mother did all the cooking. But it was just a lot of like, it was like, it was like struggle food. <laughs> like it would just be, she would just, she would literally just make like rice and eggs. Yeah. Or rice and tofu. Cause my mother was a, she was a teacher. Yeah. So she never had time. You know, she was like a high school teacher and shit. Yeah. Nah, like the same, like my mom, my mom actually had time. I think she just, she grew up very different. She had like maids and stuff back in Sudan. So she never grew up really like in a culture where she had to cook. So when she got married, she did it, but it never became like a part of something she liked to do. It was kind of like her fulfilling a wifely duty. And then towards the end of like, you know, when we all got it, like when we were kind of like old enough to walk, like, you know, like make our own food. She was like, okay, y'all do your own thing. So then my sister became a really good cook and she like bakes and me as well. Like I'm really like, I have no problem like chefing it up as you guys say in the kitchen. Yeah. 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 I, I, I feel like for sure. Also back home, like especially, I mean, Probably, probably West Africa too. Ha- having a maid super cheap. or help is like super normal. Yeah. You'll go to like someone's like house, like even like poor people, yeah. and their house looks worse than any housing project in America, and somehow they still have a fucking maid. It's crazy. Uh, who like brings you like a bucket to like wash your hands? Or brings you like soda? Or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Or brings you like soda? Um, is that a thing in an Ethiopian fa- like households where like you go to the, the house, they have to give you like soda they can't give you water in sudan if they give you water they're like considered cheap like it's like oh so you can't afford miranda yeah can't yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I i think they, they, they got a similar thing going on yeah and it has to be soda and like you have to sip at least a sip and then they throw away the rest i don't know if they're, they take it back and drink it <laughs> but you got to have at least like a little bit or, or you know they, they may yeah. even if you don't like soda you have to like to be respectful so does your ice cream taste like injera what does ice cream taste like injera? When you put when you leave ice cream in the fridge, does it taste like like Ethiopian food? Because that happens to when it has that freezer burn. It tastes like it'll taste like something spicy or like onions, like onion ice cream. Oh man, I don't I don't know, man. I haven't tried Ben and Jerry's onion. I, ha- patch. I haven't had ice cream at the crib in like I don't even know how long. You haven't had a popsicle. When was the last time you had a popsicle? Can you even remember? Maybe like a couple years ago, because you know sometimes people give stuff away for free. That's the only way you had it because someone gave it to you for free. Yeah, like my my man, I, I can't remember his name. This OG who like has one leg because he got shot like in the nineties. Oh. He's always posted up on Fourteenth Street, and he's not he's not homeless. He has an apartment and everything. Is he the dude who's who he lives in your building? Nah, nah, nah. thespian. Nah, 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 nah. This is another dude. Okay. Who, he 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 like I wouldn't call him a beggar because he doesn't ask anybody for anything. He just sits outside of a, the liquor store with a cup. Mm-hmm. But um. Yeah, he's got he's got like a whole ass apartment in one of those like project retirement homes. Okay. Or whatever. What were we talking about? Food? What was it? Oh, uh, we were talking about. Um, oh, oh yeah, lollipop. onion, onion yeah, ice cream, yeah, onions. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I bought him. I bought him like a vitamin water or something because it was hot. Yeah. But he didn't ask me. I just bought him a vitamin water, and then in, in return he gave me two of these like expensive ass like chocolate things on a stick or whatever. He's like, so yeah. He's like, all right, little player man, like give this to like one of your girlfriends or something. <laughs> And I was like, all right, I, I, gave, I gave one of them, 
I have one of them still in my fridge, and the other one I, I didn't give it to one of my little girlfriends. I gave it to my friend Beatty, her mother Elizabeth, who works downstairs in our yeah. building. I just gave it to her on the way in. And she's like, "Oh, for me, that's so sweet." Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, because I gotta take care of the aunties. You and, know he, what I'm and then that dude shows up in your dream and says, "I told you to give it to one of your little girls." Nah, nah, he haunts nah, you for that. Nah, nah, Keep having nightmares. Nah, nah, he wouldn't do that. He, he, he's a he's a really sweet dude. Yeah, he, he totally wouldn't. But you know, he, he, in he, my he, head, he like carries a taser. He's got like a taser with him. At all times. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He's about that life, huh? No, no, because there's like beef between like people who are like homeless in the street. Yeah, like for blocks, right? Like this yeah. is my territory. Yeah. Not even that. Just you know, people who suffer be beefing. But you, but you know, there's that. Have you ever seen that dude with the pit bull who be walking around 14th Street? No, he, he's that's very vague. He, he's re he's relatively young, like dark skinned man. Oh. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got into a fight with Rashid once, but uh, over what? At Seven Eleven. Uh, I don't know. Just like a nigga moment or something, man. But like, but but all the other homeless people don't like him. They, I've like I've, I've seen I've I've heard seen, like he's got a dog. That's not, I, I, I've, that's I've, not a fair advantage. I, I've, I've seen like other people like threaten to shoot him in broad daylight, like in, like just like yell, like like yeah, next time you finna get shot. And then there's like white women like walking by like their yoga pants. Way to core yoga. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know what I'm saying. But I was talking to my man though, and he was like, you know, what, he's like, man, I don't like that guy with the pit bull. He's like, you see this right here? He like pulled out a taser. He's like, yeah, man, because he's only got one leg. So he was like, yeah, they try to fuck with me. I got, you know, I got that thing on me. You know, I keep that. You know, I keep that hammer next to me. <laughs> you call her Stephanie. Guess what I call her. Oh, man. That, um, that, that 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 dude that dude's really cool though. He's like my friend. He, okay. and he, Wait, well, what did this do with the pitbull do? I want to know his story. I, I think he's just. I think he's. I, have him I, on. I, I think he just like cheats people and shit. And his pitbull just his pitbull just like all right, we go do a bite. He, he he he's like uh, he's like the boy who cried wolf. The boy who cried pit of like the homeless people. <laughs> but like I said, that dude with one leg is not homeless. You know. Yeah. Um. Let's just keep that within like. The POC community, so that way white people keep giving him money. <laughs> but but yeah, he he he's got himself like a little like Section Eight joint off like Thirteenth uh, and M Street. I noticed when I moved back, a lot there's a lot less homeless people. Apparently, Mo is saying they're in the Holiday Inn on Fifteenth. <laughs> they ball it. <laughs> Hotel, motel, Holiday they, Inn. Imagine working at that motel. Would be hey, so bro. funny. Hey, slow, bro. So That's funny. funny shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, um, I, I I could do this forever, but I gotta like check yeah, some work I got, emails and make true. Some, I gotta make sure like I'm not neglecting something. I know you, know. you you keep your hammer next to you, which is a laptop and a beeper. There's two hammers, a screwdriver and a wrench. Thank you everybody for listening. I love everybody and all of you, and I miss doing this. And this is gonna be a more often occurrence, so expect more regular episodes. If you want to be on the episode, reach out to me on Instagram. Or text me if we're that close. I love you guys and take care. Thank you, Abe. You can follow Abe at Abe Chappelle. Uh, no, no, no. Fuck that. Don't follow my person unless I know you in person. Um, but follow my um magazine on Instagram. Yes, he has a magazine. It's called Hit Items Wholesale. So H I T I T E M S W H O L E s a l e hit items wholesale it's a magazine for humor but also real kind of like culture content that's not kind of funny and a little bit more serious so if you need a good read or a good laugh 
check out at hit hit items wholesale yeah. on Instagram, and you'll see a link in bio for uh, my website where I actually have my real online magazine, which will include full articles. And I just want to say, Abe also is doing a Habesha inspired cartoon. It's kind of like East African Dragon Tales, but not really. It's a lot better, and it's anime. He's a very talented animator. Really cool. It's, oh, it's well, well, we're doing we're doing that one together because you yeah. help. With the I mean, writing. is it in the magazine as well? Uh, no, it's it's a separate one. It's, remember Manga Juicy? That, yeah, Manga Juicy. That's actually that's actually you you actually own that account. I do. So if you want to follow Manga Juicy, but for that for information, I don't really draw, so the illustrations are all uh, all Abe's. I'm thinking about doing some script work for that, and maybe we can launch it make it an official cartoon one day you know we're all spitballing here different things mercury's in retrograde anything can happen there was an eclipse things are changing energies are shifting polarity take care huh. oh.